From TMP to TTNG For sure the cure and those tired meme jeans Hella Kinsella and the promise ring Sunny day real estate and rights this spring Prince Twinkle Daddy's help keep the dream alive I constantly thank God for Algernon and Remo Christie front drive. Mineral snowing high tide hotelier and more. Rio Limo only consists of the DC emotive hardcore. anniversary of the e-word this is our 20th episode and this is the one year anniversary episode of the e-word this is kyle i'm joined with ellie as always ellie happy anniversary of doing this thing thank you thank i'm late it means a lot that you remembered i was like considering couples therapy for a little bit but honestly that's just like turned it around 100 percent. i'm really i'm really happy with you couples therapy i love that modern baseball split i was gonna say that but i thought it wasn't funny enough me saying it wasn't funny either so <laughs> uh ellie we are joined here with the band commander salamander yep that is us well right now we have uh claudio who was was that episode three yeah yeah episode three holy shit come back kid and we have liam who begged us to be on the podcast for like <laughs> half a fucking year this okay. has been like six months, yeah, of Liam just like tweeting podcast at us. <laughs> I'm sorry for that, but to be fair, no, it's pretty not. Funny. No, you're fucking not. You, know <laughs> you were like you're booked sorry? for half a year, but still made the joke, which made it funny. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing, it's like definitely like the Matt Damon on Jimmy Kimmel thing, where he was like, our, our, our final guest, uh, Matt Damon, has been cut for time. That's been Liam for six months. <laughs> <laughs> I hope um, you don't mind that I'm drinking the LaCroix. What a if flavor you can is hear it, just, uh... Oh, it's lime. That's the worst one. I'm taking offense to that, Liam. Does LaCroix oh. have flavors? No, yeah. it's just you drink it, and then somebody yells a flavor from another room, <laughs> and you can kind of taste it. <laughs> That's, like, maybe my favorite. <laughs> it's a stolen joke. I don't remember who originally made it. Ah, shit. I, I could never be a stand-up comedian. Like a long time ago. When I did stand-up comedy in college, my uh, my next-door neighbor was, like, my best friend. And he would, like, steal my jokes and just post them on his Twitter all the time. Nice. Uh, it was, like, really upsetting. I was, like, really miserable that year. And he kept taking, like, the one thing that, like, gave me validation, which was people laughing at my jokes, and stole it. <laughs> that sucks. But on the real, I've been considering doing stand-up is that what's going on with Commander Salamander? 
Yeah, because <laughs> fucking we don't know how to do shit, and so we're just gonna quit. We don't music. even know how to get all of us in the same place at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> this just in: Commander Salamander doesn't like shit. They don't go outside. I do want to preview what we're gonna do on this episode. We're gonna talk a little about Com- Commander Salamander. Then we're gonna do what we've been listening to. We're not gonna do news or anything like that. Uh, we got an exclusive track, and uh, the big segment is we're gonna do something called Thanksgiving. This is coming out the day before Thanksgiving, because that's when the last one came out, and um, we asked for people to submit hot takes on emo. We got like 50 of them, I narrowed it down to 20 of them, and we are going to rank, we are going to rank those takes. My, my favorite response was actually like not even in the Google Doc, it was someone, uh, old Buscemi, that Twitter user, they just replied to our tweet with, what's the difference? Which hurt me. It hurt me inside. I didn't realize I was like a hot take factory. I did see that. I didn't know how to respond. (laughs) Jesus. I'm pretty excited about that because we got some like real fucking bizarre ones. There was like a lot of weird shit. And there were, uh, Claudio, was that you that submitted like eight of them? I didn't submit like eight of them, but I may or may not have submitted like a few that were just tremendously stupid and I'd rather not, like, own up to. Uh, well, one of them was, I am drunk, I will talk about this when we record. <laughs> so, you're already going back on that. Uh, I, no comment. <laughs> Who has the squawking bird in the background right now? Um, I'm outside, it might be me, but I can't hear any fucking birds. Liam speaks to the birds. The birds are spies, they report to the trees. That's a band, right? That, yeah, that's a screamo band. I thought so. Remember when Ellie called me a <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that, even though I was, like, very inebriated at that point. Yeah, that was, that was when... That was during one of me and Claudio's, like, weekly FaceTime sessions, I think. Can that stay? Claudio was... <laughs> Does that have to be edited Claudio, out? Like, I think we oh, might... don't put that out. I... Mm... <laughs> Can that just be the episode title? Yes! Um, so let's actually talk about what's up with Commander Salamander. Uh, y'all, are, y'all are playing a comeback show soon? Yes, we're very excited about that. We're playing with Origami Angel, California Cousins, and a Sacred Deer, formerly known as Glow. Oh. It's at Grateful Acres. We love our homies there. Shoutouts to everyone there. Sammy, Dree, everyone that comes to their shows are fucking fantastic. Steve. It's a cool scene. Yeah, of course. Um... But yeah, that, that show's coming up next Saturday, So, but this will probably come out after that, so I just realized that that's pretty pointless of telling people to come out. Um, Make them feel bad There is the one up. that we... Yeah. Uh, uh, but um, like, is, is like Commander Salamander like actually properly back? Yes, yes. We have uh, a, a f- a quite a few uh, releases planned. We're taking things uh, slow on the DL, not really trying to... What's the word? I don't want to jump the gun on anything but so that's why we're on your podcast yeah that's why we're here to talk (laughs) about uh under vague terms the things that we're doing commander salamander on the podcast to promote something yeah yeah i will say that we are working on an lp the one that was supposed to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the fuck up. That's a different that, LP. Mi- that might have been news in like june 2017 yeah. Wait. So do, do, does off the goop exist? 
Not kind of. as a not as a full album, but there are recordings. There's lost tapes. Yeah, it, it's gonna be like the equivalent of songs from the black hole for okay okay like ten years from now. Let me explain what exactly happened. So we did this. Um, we were supposed to do this tour with Morning Dew, and that fucking everything possibly that could have went wrong absolutely went wrong, like from the word go. And so from the um, word go, they were like, "All right, it's time to break up." <laughs> so basically, not to talk, not to throw anybody under the bus, but um, it just completely everything fell through, and it was a nightmare. And um, then we were driving from Philly to Pittsburgh and I got slapped with a $170, uh, ticket for something stupid, like not even really my fault. Um, uh, and then thanks. Um, was that? <laughs> that was Liam. <laughs> nice. I knew that was Liam. Um, but anyway, so all of the morale was at the absolute lowest and we were just like, fuck this. We're going home. We were, we're listening to algae bloom. If that tells you anything. <laughs> <laughs> We we almost like called it quits right there and just broke up, but we were like, now nah, let's just fucking not talk to each other for a while and and just not. And then and we, then we hung out every day. Yeah, it was like a week before we started hanging out again, but we didn't do music stuff for a good while. But then, uh, you know, we started writing things without really any goal in mind, and we were just like, okay, like now now is a good time to start doing things again. So yeah, that's the story of why the f- we haven't been active all summer. <laughs> Can I ask, like, what happened to, to like, the physicals of Gross October? Um, I would tell you if I... I I would tell you if I really knew. All I know is that (laughs) uh, Sawyer of Happy Dog Records, I'm calling you out personally. You really fucked us over on that one, Chief. Yeah. Can we leave that in? Because, for real, like, I remember Claudio, like, texting me, like, all the time, just being like, yo, what the fuck is going on? We're not getting paid. The physicals aren't coming out. This is ridiculous. We still haven't gotten... The only thing that we got were CDs, like a box of CDs, and they, they were just like in, in little cardboard uh, like packages. Like they weren't... Not even like the cardboard packages like Quiet Hours was. It was just two pieces of paper. Just yeah. Sick. And sick. I think, I think maybe like three or four people got their lathes. Um uh, we never got anything other than the box of CDs. And then when I tried to talk to Sawyer about it, like recently, um, he was like, oh yeah, I'm going to send him, never fucking send them. So is he yeah, doing um, stuff for other bands? No, he, he dropped out of DIY. I think he like, he's just happy dog records is inactive. Um, all the other bands that were on his label are, are pretty much in the same boat as us, like stepbrother and no momentum. They got fucked over pretty hard too. Um, no momentum got their tapes. Oh, did they? I didn't, I didn't yeah. Know. When we saw what them, makes they them so fucking special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, what sucks is us. that our fucking we we were Gross October was out on Happy Dog before their record was. Like, no shade to them; it's not their fault. But like, I just the the, the logic there is just can't be beat. I guess. Did he not see you were on the E Word freshman class? <laughs> Jeez, I guess that clout token isn't thick enough. Yeah. I want to thank you guys for doing that. Because of that, I like that's that was the first episode of the E Word that I actually listened to from start to finish, and that's how I found <laughs> out about <laughs> Stars Hollow. Sick. <laughs> I so the point of this is that Stars Hollow goes in. You can't see me, but I'm dabbing right now. I wonder how many people actually listen to this podcast from start to finish. You know, I would. 
if jeez, <laughs> Liam, if I had the attention span to listen to something for hours at a time. Um, is there anything else going on with Commander Salamander you want to talk about? I'm I'm thinking about what I'm allowed to talk about is what the problem is. <laughs> I think you're it's safe the one to... that makes that decision. I mean, yeah, I think it's safe to say that we're we're putting out a split with Origami Angel this year, like before the end of the year. Yeah, that was supposed to happen a long time ago, and now it's finally happening, and I'm very stoked about it. I keep I'm, hearing uh... about like there's like tons of Origami Angel like stuff oh. that's about to release. Or something. Ryland is a fucking wizard, like. I'm pretty sure he has releases planned for like two years. Like he's fucking, he. We were hanging out with him last night, and like, he's just so fucking good at producing shit. Like, shout outs to my man. Yo, big shout outs to Ryland. Big shout outs to Ryland. Uh, very close friend of the pod. Um, big shout outs to Ryland for uh, what? letting me eat his triscuits last night. <laughs> did Did y'all do an episode <laughs> with Ryland yet? We're it's it's in the it's in the pipe. Okay, okay. It's gonna cool. it's definitely happening. I'm really stoked that you're the one year anniversary episode because like more than any other band, like I do truly feel like Commander Salamander is like the E words band. You know? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, definitely support that. I, I think feel it's like a you... bit of a sellout territory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I gotta leave. <laughs> no, but um yeah, for sure, like Ellie, like uh we've been friends for a fucking long ass time, like almost as long as I've been in DIY, like at all. So yeah, it's really cool that we're able to collaborate in, in some sort of fashion. I'm yeah. still, I'm still waiting, uh, on the demos for push down and turn. Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. I've, I've been wanting to for a long time. I just don't know really how to fit that in or like, not write Commander Salamander songs when I pick up a guitar. I'm still I'm still waiting on y'all three to come together and be my backing band for uh, my third line cover band. Uh, we're we're down, down. We're down. That's that not thing? even fucking true. Like you le- you legit told me you'd only listen to Semi Charmed Life and kind of Jumper because of the Jim Carrey movie. No, I like that that one song. Uh, yes, man. I'll never let you go. Oh uh, God. That's not even fucking on the good Third Eye Blind album. Yeah, but it's it's one of the better songs. Like, <laughs> I didn't know my clout was being tested today over my Third Eye Blind knowledge. Don't they play in, like, weird tunings, too? Yeah. I hope they, they do. They have, like, they say, shit. Didn't they say they were uh, in, uh, influenced by Sunny Day Real Estate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never listened to Sunny Day Real Estate. Me neither. They're dad rock, so, you know, don't worry about it. Kind of like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Don't worry about it. Uh-oh. See, see, see the problem is I absolutely <laughs> love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. See why I said uh-oh? That's that's unforgivable. I know. I don't care. That's I'll fucking, fucking gross. <laughs> I will... Listen, I grew up on Red Hot Chili Peppers, okay? Like, I, I worship them. You worship them, though? The Red I mean, Hot okay. Chili Peppers is to Claudio as the bare naked ladies are to me and Ryland. <laughs> yeah, you worship I just... the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but not Third Eye Blind. <laughs> yeah, because fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers slap literally and figuratively. Have you heard that man Flea Go? <laughs> I have. I have heard that man Flea Go. He used to. 
You used to play in that band Fear. Yeah, yeah. I fucking... <clears throat> yeah. For some reason, when you said Fear, I thought you meant Fury. Uh, yeah, he on, used to play... On cover records. <laughs> it's fucking wild that Fury's on Run for Cover. Um, <laughs> I hope Run for Cover becomes, like, the next Triple B. Like, the next, like, hype hardcore label. Yeah, because, you know, they're not really fucking doing the whole uh, emo pop punk thing very well anymore. And why even fucking bother with Run For Cover Records if they don't do Tuesdays with Tay? No shit. We should get Tay on the podcast. Uh, do it, please. <laughs> I I watched those uh, when I was like 15 and getting into DIY music. And I was just like all summer I would sit in my room and marathon Tuesdays with Tay. For some reason, they have replay value that's pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like There hasn't really been anything like that since either. Uh, the E word. <laughs> well, Tuesdays with Tay had a visual aspect. I know. I know. We'll we'll come but, to uh, either Austin or Wisconsin and shoot a live episode. Do it. And do sketch I for, comedy. I for, I for real would love to like have a visual component to the E word, but um, how about you get your show on True TV and you can do sketch comedy on True TV? That's sick. Get the impractical uh, jokers on. Or, or uh, Chris Gethard. I was, I was going to suggest that we actually just call it Jackass. Um, <laughs> that's a good show name. I wonder if that's taken. Uh, Chris Gethard is emo as fuck. Yeah, it yep. also already canceled. Or they, like, didn't opt for a renewal. Oh, yeah. shit. That sucks. Sis, you're canceled. Didn't that one, like, Sparkle Punk band go on the Chris uh, Gethard show and it was, like, a big deal? Uh, the great white yeah that's fucking insane that's literal insanity i wonder if i wonder if chris gethard listens to the e-word i don't know that the great white are actually like involved in like what we consider diy it's weird i've never really seen them on social media or like play shows with bands i know i haven't i'd love to be friends with them though they're really good songwriters yeah Yeah. for sure (laughs) so is that everything that's new with commander salamander (laughs) yep i think so (laughs) <laughs> okay. Right. Let's, let's do I it. I will I will say this would be a lot funnier if Fernando were here. <laughs> Me and Liam oh, are wait, not. Wait. There's one thing that Claudio left out. Okay. So. Okay, so we hadn't practiced for a while and my dog peed on Claudio's guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sick. Claudio, you sound so fucking dejected. Yeah, dude, I was pissed. Literally. <laughs> so did it did it have any effect on the guitar? Nah, I was just like, why is there little speckles <laughs> at the bottom of my guitar? And then I picked it up and I was like, oh, that's pee. Does it smell bad? Yeah, it's fucking dried piss. It, it still has a smell. Just put it in the washing machine, dude. Okay. What sucks is that that was like the one guitar that had all six strings. <laughs> That's the fucking story of DIY right there. Yeah, I don't change strings on guitars. Just buy a new guitar. I have four guitars. None of them are stringed all the way. Can I just say your icon is like giving me major nostalgia right now, Claudio? Yeah, yeah I, I saw that like when because I, I just logged into Skype for the first time since probably like 2016, and I was like... Oh damn! I think the last time I logged into Skype, we played D and D. That was lame. D and D sucks. Real talk. 
And it would kick your ass. I say that like despite the fact that I forced Kyle to <laughs> look up his D and D alignment, so I could make a tweet that got nine likes. <laughs> nice. But I also learned a little bit about myself. Uh, you can you can feel good about it. Sick. Um, do you want to do it? Uh, what have we been listening to this week? Sure. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do the damn thing. I don't want to go because I've literally not been listening to anything except for Brooklyn. Okay. But that's not I'll true go. because you are now a Mom Jeans fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. So my girlfriend and I, we went to go see Prince Daddy, uh, which was fucking sick. They're they're so good. Their new songs sound amazing live. Um, really, really stoked for that new record. Um, and we were like walking back to the car and Dina said, you know, I, I love Prince Daddy so much. They are like one of the only bands that's making me excited about new music lately. Well, them and Mom Jeans. And so, like, I gave her shit about that for, like, the whole ride home. Because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a terrible girlfriend. Um, I, I decided, like, you know, if this means, like, this much to my partner, I owe it to, I owe it to her to, like, give them another shot. And so I just, like, binged their discography before work one day. Including the um, ones they don't want you to listen to? Uh, no, no, I didn't listen to anything that wasn't on Spotify. Um, but honestly, like I've always held the opinion that the split with Grad Life is actually good, and that shit is like fantastic. Like Shred Cruz is a fucking masterpiece, mm-hmm. um, and Puppy Love is like really good. Best Buds has this problem where it's very, very samey. But at the same time, like, I thought of it as, like, oh, this is what, like, Twinkle Kids listen to when they don't want to admit that they like Man Overboard, right? So I went into, <laughs> it, I went into it with that mindset, and I was like, this is actually pretty good, you know? And, like, I, th- I still think Scott Pilgrim Be My GPA is a dope song. So in addition to that, just, like, I, I can't – I literally can't stop listening to Blink-182. Like, I – it's a problem. Like every every time I have like free time and I can listen to music, it's Dude Ranch, Enema of the State, or Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Like that's it. Um, I wish I had the guts to name an album that. <laughs> uh, crazy thing about that, it was like suggested by like a roadie or something, and he had to like sue to get royalties for it because <laughs> he just stole it. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> he just stole that idea. Um, but like I've I've come up with like a unified theory of Blink One Eighty Two. Like I can like deduce the type of person you are, like based on like which Blink album is your favorite. Like, okay, if uh, if like Buddha or Flyswatter or whatever is your favorite, you suck. <laughs> you're you're a terrible, boring person, and you probably drink too much PBR. Um, if your favorite album is Cheshire Cat. I cannot wait for you to turn 17 and uh, discover what boobs feel like. Um, Damn. <laughs> if your favorite album is Dude Ranch, that's also my favorite album, so you're probably a very sad person, but um, you're on your way. Uh, and Enema of the State is probably like universally agreed upon to be Blink's best album. I think that's like the critical consensus or whatever. Um, and like, okay, that's fine. If you like Enema of the State the most, I can't fault you for that. Uh, if you like Take Off Your Pants and Jacket the most, uh, 
you are even more of a contrarian than I am, and I hate you. And if your favorite is the self-titled, then shut the fuck up and go listen to Morrissey and The Cure, because that's obviously what you want to listen to. I only listen to Neighborhoods. <laughs> you don't exist. Yeah. I, like, recently liked that album for the first time. I'm joking, actually. I, Yeah, no. <laughs> Good one. The, the real joke is that I don't listen to Blink-182 because I pretend like I don't like pop punk and I feel like if I actually started to listen to it I'd like it that's like not even true though because I added everyone in the discord and like you had very strong opinions about Blink-182 <laughs> I did yeah yes you like went in depth on them yeah okay like, yeah, I, I their that. yeah um but yeah I don't well that was because like I listened to them a lot like growing up and yeah. uh, you also said they were better than Green Day, which is like, well, yeah, because I don't really like Green Day. I ex- like I accept that opinion. Like I get that opinion. I still don't know if I agree with it though. I don't. I saw Green Day like at an arena rock show, and th- it was just kind of like, okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> like even back then, I was like, really, like, y'all are still doing this. I mean, I, they probably should have quit after like, warning. But, but yeah. Other than that, I just don't really like the way that, like, they sound. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how to elaborate on it because, like, it's just to me, it just, it's like the definition of generic. Like, all what? of the generic pop punk bands sound like Green Day, and that's why I don't like them. Oh, so you're like getting like the Seinfeld effect. Like, everyone ripped Green Day off so hard that when you go back and listen to Green Day, they sound generic. Yeah. Okay. I get that, but like, fuck, man. I don't know. I don't listen to enough pop punk to have an opinion. Yeah, I had a whole uh, freshman year to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you were still listening to pop punk in freshman year? You hadn't graduated to power violence or whatever already? I Well, in freshman year, it was like halfway through freshman year, I graduated to like Whoop Tour Metalcore. Uh, I think freshman year I was like trying to pretend to like Mersbow. <laughs> That's where I was. That's advanced. Yeah. To even know that year. people expect you to like Mersbow. <laughs> Seventh and eighth grade was me like pretending to like Sonic Youth, so I guess that was like the next step. Oh, don't even talk to me about seventh grade. I was in the middle of my dubstep phase. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> like, our age was. That was the thing. Yeah, I, like I, st- I still have like a soft spot in- until last year. <laughs> I still have like a soft spot in my heart for dubstep. Like I still like Fernando and I sometimes like bond over the fact that we had our dubstep phase at the same time. And listen to pretty much all the same fucking artists. Did, did you like go to all your shows and headbang and shit? No, I think I couldn't go to shows. I was in seventh grade, and my dad was like, "Fuck you!" Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not driving you to a rave. Yeah, that sounds like a. Bad I idea. genuinely cannot cannot name another dubstep artist besides uh, Skrillex. Dead mouse. I don't know. But the thing about Skrillex does is Dead that... Mouse count as dubstep? What? No, dubstep does know. not count as dubstep. Dead mouse, I said. Yeah, Dead Mouse does not count as dubstep. Oh, okay, really? so I'm all right. Bass Nectar. Bass Nectar. I listen to a little bit of them, but um, Knife Party. Excision. Yeah, um, Knife Party. I kind of liked Excision. Fernando really liked because that's what got him into like beatdown hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think I got that right, but um, that's sick. I like dubstep now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like dubstep drops where it gets fucking like heavy as shit that's what got fernando into, into hardcore like for real that's so sick oh my god 
Yeah. <laughs> um, One day yeah. it's bangering, the next fucking day it's bulldoze. Holy shit. <laughs> but uh, so the thing about Skrillex is that Skrillex uh, <clears throat> had this. Nobody really knows about this. Me and Fernando do, but uh, Skrillex between from first to last, and when he became Skrillex, he had this uh, solo project that was like MySpace pop, like scene kid pop, and like he would sing, and it would be like bubbly like pop music and he had like a fucking beautiful voice and like we still love it to this day and liam hates when we play it in the car but i still love it like it's 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 fucking amazing wait that are you so talking sick. about are you talking about sunny yeah i don't hate it it's just it's like cheem i like it and then you play it so much that i'm like uh <laughs> <laughs> okay fucking get your own car then <laughs> Commander Salamander is about to break up on the podcast. Dude, we we break up like every other day. We're like a fucking bad boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh no, you and Fernando. Are. <laughs> I literally just exist. Yeah, it's true. Me and Fernando butt heads more than anybody on this fucking earth. Well, because so it's like we're a conversation away from this awful psychodrama and. <laughs> Okay, back, back to right. Blink 82, which is what this podcast is really about. I'm sorry. Day. Continue about Blink 182. So I have like this weird obsession with trying to prove that everything I like has like some sort of connection to hardcore. Uh, <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> it doesn't always work. Like, always work. I, and, like I stamp Billy Idol. I listen to that. I'm like, this is tough. <laughs> so like, but for the longest time, I was like, fuck, I can't do it. Like, I literally don't think Blink-182 has, like, any tangible connection to hardcore, and therefore, like, I can't, like, talk about liking them. But I actually recently found out that Blink-182, in the year of our lord, 1995, were on, like, a VHS tape Victory Records compilation. With, really? Like, nice. With, like, Snapcase and shit. They, like, performed M&Ms and, like, did an interview. And Sick. That's fucking dope. <laughs> Also, first date has like a gnarly ass breakdown. Let's be real. Yeah, okay, yeah. That song sucks, but the breakdown's good. <coughs> All right, Kyle, thing? what have you been listening to? Um, I have at the top of the list that Drug Church record, Cheer. So fucking good. Weed Pin is ungodly catchy, but like hard at the same time. Lyrics are fucking sick. Um, just, yeah, that that album. I hate calling bands underrated, but like Drug Church are actually an underrated band. I feel like. Can anyone take me to task on that? Um, they probably I, I are him. because I haven't heard of them. Yeah, I see me either. About a lot. But I guess if uh, hardcore aficionados Claudio and Liam have not heard of them, <laughs> Liam listens to more hardcore than I do. The new album's on on Pure Noise, which I think is weird, but. That's cool. Well, not that weird. Knocked Looser on Pure Noise and another band. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Oh, man, Claudio. Oh, man. <laughs> this man. Let me. Mm. Okay. So we were going to go see the the band that we're all dancing around saying the name of. He was like, it's going to be rainy. Let's not drive all the way to Baltimore for that show. And so we didn't. I think saying Baltimore almost gives it away. <laughs> and then, guess who signed to Pure Noise? <laughs> yeah, I, I, Commander I Salamander? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Classic taste. Yeah, you know what I found out, actually, uh, why Wristmeat Razor uh, got signed to Prosthetic? 
another bigger band dropped, and so in an effort to recoup the budget, they just started signing weird underground bands. Like, <laughs> okay, but they fucking they possibly could. Wrist Meat Razor is fucking tight. That single is absolutely fire. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's like I like it, but it's very generic. It's not. It's not as unique as their earlier shit. But it still goes. Like, it's it's I like. Guess. That one breakdown is that fucking oh yeah that one yeah oh you know what I okay I lied it hasn't just been Mom Jeans and Blink One Eighty Two um I also is the is that portrayal of guilt record out yet is that out finally I don't think so it's not out either way I listened to it and it's fucking fire it's really really good I got like a like a secret SoundCloud link SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking flashing your sound clout. Um, I've listened to that new Jimmy Mayo, Jimmy Mayo, Jimmy Mayo, right? Mayo, like the yeah, like Jimmy Eat Mayo. Yeah, uh, that new EP is really good. Uh, it came it out is really this good. Past Big agree. It it reminds me of like uh like Grown Ups mixed with like Donovan Wolfington. Yeah, it's fucking tight. I love them. Shout outs to Alex and all the homies. Mm-hmm. That's a Chatterbot thing, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we played Jimmy Mail like ten episodes ago or something. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we played we good. played a we played a festival, uh, Deep Sea Fest, with uh, their other band, Short Fictions, and we got to be good homies with them. They're really cool. Short Fictions are so fucking tight. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, definitely. They're like <laughs> Me. screamo. I think they're kind. They're they're like kind of twinkle scrams. Yeah, I, I feel weird saying anything is Screamo because I feel like everybody in Scram Cave is gonna come for me. <laughs> Scram Cave has been shit since Jordan got got banned. Oh <laughs> uh, jeez, are, are we are we gonna talk about this? <laughs> no, we probably shouldn't because that has like nothing to do with our podcast. Is it? Yeah, um, this is not the S word. Yeah, Jordan yeah. of Binary got banned from Scram Cave for bullshit, <clears throat> terrible reasons. <clears throat> why um, why are you fucking a hemming, Claudio? I'm not saying shit. I'm not coming for anybody. Okay. I love Jordan. I'm okay. going to keep going. Um, <laughs> I really, really, really like the new Cloud Nothings record. I'm like a super fan of Cloud Nothings, and I feel like they haven't put out a bad LP at all. And the, the new one, I don't know what it's called, is um, just kind of on par, and they're incredibly fucking consistent. So shout out Cloud Nothings. Yeah. Cloud Nothings have not put out a bad song except for all the songs of theirs that I can't listen to for more than 30 seconds without getting bored <laughs> that's okay um <laughs> the fucking the original focus of the world is died yesterday and I've been listening to oh. uh the early Rest stuff in peace yeah Tom Diaz the deer leap split is all fucking good that original version of gig life has been fucking me up all day yeah, Josh is dead. It's like probably my favorite. The world is material. It's good. Yeah. I really love uh, whatever. If ever, it was like one of the first albums that got me into uh, emo, like at all. Um, in like 2015, I downloaded a bunch of just like I looked up um, like some like starter lists for emo revival, and I just like downloaded it onto my Zune and listened to it on a really long road trip. <clears throat> and it's uh, it's crazy that like Zune that like you were able to fit it all onto your zoom like oh my zoom had definitely more space. than 52 megabytes <laughs> <laughs> now my zoom had like seven gigabytes or something like oh, that oh shit 
something something crazy for back then. I think the weird thing about Whenever If Ever is that it came out like five years too late. You know, like you think so? If they had put that, if they had put that out anywhere from like 08 to 2010, like I think they would be like, I think I think it would be uh, still like, like band would still be very respected, same as like Snowing. Cosmo. They're they're not super respected anymore. Yeah, that band's always been pretty weird. Always has some drama going on. It kind of sucks what they've become, but. But you know, rest in peace, Tom Diaz. You know, yeah. he was really great as a yeah. vocalist in that band. He was really good. It's a shame that the world is is like now the emo version of the fucking Kardashians or whatever. Ah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Oof. Um, one other thing, I've listened to a lot of bands from Minnesota because there's a lot of great bands in Minnesota. Uh, but this new one that I've become hip to is this band called Nice. That's three eyes in a period. Oh yeah, they slept. Yeah, they're really fucking good. Uh, it's basically Sparkle Punk. Shit. <laughs> Sick. I know them because they interact with Kama Salad on Twitter sometimes. Yeah, yeah. they're cool. Uh, have you been listening to uh, Dillinger 4, Kyle? I mean, sometimes, but not currently. Uh, just because, like you said, bands from Minnesota, and they're like the first band I think of when I think of Minnesota. I mean, I would love a new Dillinger 4 record, but... I've listened to that discography enough. Sick. Cool. So should I go next on the what we've been listening to? Yes. Yeah. First and foremost, that Cheem album uh, is fucking fantastic. It's probably going to be my album of the year. Like, it came out on Friday, and I, like, stayed up and waited for it to hit Bandcamp because I was so excited. And I've uh, been listening to that pretty much nonstop since then. But um, other than that, I have a really mixed bag. Like, I don't really listen to like emo music strictly like i've been listening to like like enter shikari like take to the skies there's this that one song uh sorry, sorry you're not a winner yeah i was about shit, to, i was gonna name drop that too that's that shit bangs like it's so fucking good but um and um listening to the new spirit of the beehive album it's not that new anymore it came out like a couple months ago but it's really chill um and uh <laughs> completely different uh never had a choice freedom i was gonna <laughs> audio i'm gonna beat your ass uh yeah shit's fucking good um and then i've been listening to mostly mostly all i've been listening to the, for the past like month is love is, love is rage 2 by lil uzi vert <laughs> it's good fuck yeah it's so fucking i love lil uzi vert uh that album is a masterpiece and yeah, that that song, uh, "The Way Life Goes," I think is one of the best, like trap songs, or if you could even call it trap. I don't know what the specifics are on that one, but it's flames. I fucking love it. That's pretty much it, I think. Liam, do you have anything that Claudio didn't bring up? All right, I'm just gonna look through my downloaded music to see what <laughs> I've been listening to. Cause, all right, here we go. So, I've been listening to the Pixies. I've been listening to a. Uh, America's Greatest Hits by Gag a lot. Okay. I like Gag. Um, it slaps. I've been listening to the Vantage Point self-titled. Oh, sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We played with them a while ago. Not Kama Salad, but Plastic Taste. And they fucking go. Have, Ellie, have you noticed that like a lot of youth crew bands nowadays are like first wave emo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's because of Turning Point. Yeah, definitely. I was going to I've been listening to Turning Point too. 
<laughs> what else can I say? Um, I think it's, I think it's also because like a lot of like those youth crew revival bands like uh, Half Heart and Sinking Ships back in like the late two thousands were very very like turning point inspired. So mm-hmm. these bands aren't really ripping off like OG youth crew; they're ripping off youth crew revival. Okay, moving on. I've been listening to uh, Myths, Legends, and Other Amazing Adventures Volume Two by the Aquabats, um, namely uh, Pizza Day. Um, I've been listening to It's Tricky by Run Run DMC because of that TikTok meme and it's been stuck in my head a lot I've been listening to the Beastie Boys both of Uh, us have I've been listening to Bib Um, Liam why do you have the same taste in music as my dad (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know your dad was Fernando (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been listening to Linus Sight Coke Bust, Odd Man Out, Arms Race, uh, Stars Hollow. I've been listening to a lot of snowing recently. Same, I just actually. got into snowing nowadays in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been listening to Snooze. Not the Sam Kless Snooze, the Math Rock Snooze. They go in. They're like one of my favorite bands. Yeah, they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like shouting them out, like not on the podcast, but just like a while ago and getting some people into them um and then like the sam class news started getting big like immediately after that yeah uh ellie you told me about snooze or you or freya did in the discord like last november and i was... it might have been freya but i like directly dm'd freya to like let her know about snooze because i i knew she would love them um and then six months later liam was like hey check out this band that's a c- common theme with me and Liam is that yeah. I show him something yeah. and he's like, oh, this is okay. And then six months later, he's like, oh, my God, check out this fucking amazing band I just found on my own. <laughs> Claudio, you always say that people like to find music on their own because they think it's like a hidden gem. And then you roast me for doing that. Well, cause, but, because it's like I already showed you and you were I like, I mean, the oh. original statement is already a roast. Yeah. People like you. That's me snoring. <laughs> All right. Anything else? We're almost an hour sleep on in or shit, something. Right? I've been listening to uh, Orchid and uh, the first My Chem album. Well, all of the My Chem albums. Okay, but Orchid and the first My Chem album are like, those are the twin poles of Screamo, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Where do you guys side on the first album is emo kind of? It's hella. It's literally you and I with better production. That's literally mm-hmm. what it is. It's I've been saying this shit for like three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't listen to that album, so I don't, I don't really have a dog in the race here. Your brain is so small. Uh, Claudio is Black Parade elite. Yeah, I, I fucking, I love Black Parade. It's the, that one Mm-mm. and and fucking conventional weapons. Uh, <laughs> Boy Division is like their best fucking song, like hands down. Nah. Mm-mm. <laughs> Their best Literally, song is the hot, first hey, hey, we're not at the hot take segment yet. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We'll save it. I've been listening to Michael Sarah Palin. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, Symbiote, Elliot's other band. Not rest in peace. And um, the White Stripes, I guess. I don't know. I think I'm done. Where do you Where do you come down on the opinion that Meg White is a good or bad drummer? Like, I think she's good. I think she's good. I think she definitely, like, I think she holds back to fit the style, and I don't think a lot of people realize yep. that. Yeah. And a lot of people who say that are, like, 
low-key sexist. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to agree. Um, but I mean, like the white stripes begins and ends with icky thump for me. Like that. Yeah. Song. I fucking that's pretty. Love that's pretty much my take too. Like I don't really listen to them that much, but icky thump is a good song. The white stripes still album. That's like their least popular one, surprisingly. Really? I thought that one has yeah. the hits on it. I think it's good. That's about it. I don't know. Okay. Oh, and I finally realized that Pleasant Living's the best Tiny Moving Parts album. That's going to be in the takes. That's going to be in the takes. <laughs> um, so can we get there? Uh, we're going to play a song. That, who wants to introduce that song? Uh, yeah, I sent it to you guys because this weird band that follows me on Twitter just keeps like, I don't know, like bullying us. And oh, I, uh, I didn't know that we're doing a band a favor here. I mean, yeah. I don't know. They're weird. They're called Sneaky Dice. Um, they claim to be from our area, but I've never, I've never like seen them. I don't know who they are, but um, the 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 song that they sent me is like admittedly pretty good, even though they're like huge assholes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I actually like the guitarist of Sneaky Dice and I are like actually friends. Um, he was he was he was texting me one like this one time, and he was like, "Send me like riff ideas." I'm trying to like come up with like some gnarly easy core riffs, and so I was sending him like super elite easy core gems from like 2010. Like I was sending him like Kid Liberty and Settle Your Scores, and then I listened to this track, and it sounds nothing like those bands. It's like Easy Ska. Are you are you sure that you weren't sending those to the bassist? Because I'm pretty sure he had uh, very little input to the songwriting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So what's the song called? Uh, it's called uh, Skip School, and it's not really attached to a release, I don't think.
right, so 20 episodes in, we could finally reveal that the E word is actually easy core. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure we've like already made that joke. Is I know. Yeah. Yeah. Easy core um, goes like I, I listen to Chunk No Captain Chunk a lot, and so does our friend Ryland, who is in a completely unrelated project. <laughs> yeah, my favorite Easy Core band, or like my favorite Easy Core thing, is like the first Four Year Strong album. Like, See, I could never get into Four Year Strong. I saw them uh, with uh, Defeater and Superheaven, and um, I was just like, it was just like a bunch of like thirty year old dudes throwing beer on me. It was not a pleasant time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, admittedly, after Rise or Die Trying, they, like, start to suck real bad. But um, that first record, man, it's got it's got the fucking riffs. Like, check, like at least listen to, like, Beat Down in the Key of Happy. I think that song goes. Well, are we ready for Thanksgiving? Sure. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We, uh, I, I figured we should do this segment on the 20th anniversary of the podcast just because i feel like there was a minute in our emo where every month there would be like a hey 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 guys do you want to hear my hot take on on emo and then it would just turn into like a message board of shitty hot takes Um, yeah um the the hot takes like always ended up devolving into either extremely popular well-accepted opinions or shitty sexist opinions yes (laughs) so we called out on twitter and we got like 50 of them i've got 20 of them here and we can all kind of uh rate these on a sliding scale i don't know one to five five being like a hot take but sometimes these are just like takes are just like yeah you're honestly on point so i don't know we can just talk about them yeah definitely all right um a lot of these kind of got narrowed down because a lot of them were kind of all about the same topic at times like so i'll start from the bottom here um this Started take, from the bottom this one is diy slash emo needs better songwriting we keep seeing the same shit over and over again and it needs to stop also a lot of the bands that the scene referred to as amazing aren't we just keep pushing the same sound to the top uh okay period, I... period diversify <clears throat> I kind of agree with this. Um, if I hear another Twinkly Emo band with Telecasters running out of Vox amps, I'm going to gouge my eyes out. <laughs> oh, and not to mention that they're all fucking white boys. Yeah. I'm real sick of fucking white children with capo addictions. I think oh, that when they said diversify, they didn't mean musically. I like to mm-hmm. think that they didn't mean that. Yeah. Even though they, they, I'd they like to think they meant both. Thinking. Yeah. My take is like... Like, there's something about every individual band that I listen to. Well, not the ones that I just mentioned that I listen to. Every band that I say, like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. It's it's the same general idea, but it's, like, there's something different about each band that I like. That's how like, I there's feel, something, too. something unique. But also, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. It's that easy. But I also do kind of agree. Yeah, I feel like... um. Like, there's this kind of, not to, like, insult anybody, but there are certain bands that, like, okay, so we started with the, like, modern baseball sound that got huge in, like, 2013 or so, and then there were bands that came from that that got really big, that are really big right now, and they're pretty good. But then there comes these bands who are ripping off that sound, and it just kind of feels like an echo chamber of, like, weed and 
angsty girlfriend ex-girlfriend like twinkle emo and i'm, I'm so not about that like i'm so done with that i'm so sick of weed <laughs> yeah like we don't need to sing about smoking weed like it's it's just it's not really yeah. cool like it's cool you do that like find more creative things to sing about please <laughs> Maybe I, now that like weed is legal in Canada, like people can stop pretending it's a personality trait. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, was... I made a tweet that was like really similar to that exact sentence. <laughs> I was. I don't know. Say, I, don't, if, I don't look at your Twitter. So. I think that. I think like that echo chamber is like is like kind of happening even more rapidly. Like I think we're reinterpreting bands that are like one year old already. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because like it's because of the internet. The internet has I, I like think, sped I up the cycle every... of revival. Yeah, that's exactly I, it. If people want to like play that kind of music, fucking do it. Like I'm not saying don't play that kind of music. I'm saying do we really need to act like this is the next modern baseball? Like do we really need a next modern baseball, or should we mm-hmm. just find something completely different? Because I think a lot of these people were like, like they didn't feel like they got enough time to like know the band, so like they pick a next band to kind of fill the hole. But so the beginning of this is DIY e- slash email needs better songwriting. Like, do you think like the songwriting is actually trash? Um, a lot of it, yes. Because like, <laughs> <clears throat> I wouldn't. Okay, not a lot of it. Like, I don't want to insult like a vast majority, but like, there's just like a certain sound that I just can't bother getting into now. Like, it does go back to just like modern baseball chords and like talk singing and and weed and. Yeah, when you know. I hear that fucking awful bullshit, uh, sticking too many words into the, yeah. into the verse, uh, and like to the point where you're like out of time with a song, like I'm so over that. Um, I just think it's not that hard to like take influence from other bands. Like it's okay if you, you really like that band. I was a huge fan of Modern Baseball back then, and like I still listen to them sometimes. But uh, there's so many other like with just within emo, like there's so many other like distinctive sounds that you could like interpret into like new ideas like yeah. mm-hmm. look at look at all the bands that are like like Cheem and Just Friends like they blend so many different things and it it like it would be impossible to try to describe it in like 2007 you know what i mean like it's just like oh yeah it kind of sounds like uh in sync and panic at the disco and kind of like um linkin park it's like what but it works i think that emo needs to branch more into jazz that's my take. I think that bands like like the most are doing right. Yeah, they're fucking. <laughs> I I wanted to mention like the they very specifically called out like people calling bands amazing. That that specific word is like all right. So a couple years ago, I was introduced to the concept of amazing core, which is the more people call a band amazing. Uh, is inversely proportional to how amazing they actually are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hence, like, bands like Radiohead or whatever getting called amazing, while actual actual amazing bands like Emir are not given the the same level of recognition. But I definitely think that's, that's what's happening. Like, you put on a certain sort of atmosphere and you get called amazing and it's that specific word like it is very much like that specific word that i see all the time um like i i agree with this take like in that uh, like in that sense i think not even just about that i think just we as people like now just reach for the top shelf with our words 
Like, we don't try but, to um, think of accurate district descriptors. Yeah, because now we're saying shit is epic. Yeah, yeah, epic okay, is Okay, like, this is epic. Yeah, it's, it's just like, we just don't care. It's like, we want to try to, like, make people listen to something. And so if we say, oh, this is pretty good, nobody's going to fucking care. But if you're like, yeah. oh my god, this is fucking amazing, you need to listen to it right fucking now. People are like, okay. But it's not enthusiastic, okay, because we fucking say it so much. Yeah. <laughs> it, all right, we're gonna move on to the next one. Unless there's any final thoughts. No, I think we covered it. Yeah, I think yeah. I I think that's a pretty on point take though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, next one. Literally every other American football song falls short compared to Never Meant. Uh, Holy shit! Mm. Holy shit! Except for the EP. The EP is vastly superior to uh, everything else that that did. But I th- um, I like honestly. I like honestly too, and I like when the summer ends. But yeah. have I listened to any more than that? Maybe once. But I, I see. Know. My thing is, I'm extremely apathetic towards American football. Like they're a good album to just have on in the background, and that's my strongest opinion. They're the so emo version of elevator music. Yeah, like it's it just to me, it's like all the songs are pretty like on par with each other. Like they all have like this. It's an album. All the songs pretty much have the same sound. Like yeah. Um, Liam, the... do you like just like steal my takes in my sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I've said that exact elevator music thing like so many times. <laughs> um, but like, the only thing I will say about American football is that uh, all the songs are really long and they get really repetitive. Like, it'll be one yeah. riff that they add like a, like a, a tiny difference here and there, but it'll be for like three minutes. And it, it just uh, puts just you in like, like a, yeah. like a whole, whole fucking trance. The it's first like, time. Oh my god, just put in a fucking breakdown already, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. The first time I listened to American football, I was in the shower, and there was times where I was like, whoa, that's really cool. I like that they did that. And then they did it for like another four minutes. And I was like, <laughs> alright. I'm over but it. But then you realize that the thing you thought was cool was just like the sound of the water like reverberating <laughs> specifically that one song i don't even specifically that one song i don't remember which one but it's like dun 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 it, but it does that for it four one, minutes that's honestly on with the with the world sir no it's fucking i think i think mike kinsella is a better drummer in captain jazz than he is a guitarist and in there they're there never listened to him um i would say this is like a medium take I think this is like a 2.5. Like yeah, yeah. We, like we all know that Nevermind is probably the best American football song, but I don't think it is like their only good song. I'd yeah. go ahead and say this is like a a rare take. If it was a steak, it would be yeah. rare. Okay. I'd give this a, a a light to a light to medium <laughs> 6 out of 10. <laughs> Y'all know this is just my opinion, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, next take. Third wave hot topic emo parentheses mcr is closer to emo than bands like mom gene fuck yes that's oh a, my god that's an on-point take for sure yeah 100 mm-hmm. yeah. you know why because all those bands were like actually or i guess not all of them like obviously shit like boys like girls and cute is what we aim for is just like garbage but um like census fail and mcr and bayside and Super all that shit Gene. Yeah, directly descended from, like, real emo and hardcore. I think that the old sounds of, like, 
my chem and like it sounds more like punk influenced than fucking like what people think emo is now but like that's kind of where it came from i don't know i'm too tired my cholesterol too damn high for this shit hey liam do you remember that time you said that mom jeans hates hardcore <laughs> no no you did but that sounds like something i'd say you said it in the emo trap thread you were like look at mom jeans's twitter they hate hardcore they hate that's pits that's like demonstrably fucking untrue though, because they're so into nails and code orange and vein that, and shit. That that fucking power violence band played their first show. Yeah, they they're in a power violence band and fucking Loma Natural Prieta, flavors. They're, yes, they're like the biggest Loma Prieta fans in the world. Really? <laughs> I find that yeah. hard to believe. That's cool though. To be fair, everything I post on our emo is a shit post. <laughs> okay, okay, rice gum. <laughs> You're irrelevant. <laughs> everything i post is a shit post everything i say all, is a shit post all of my videos are jokes this is just a character <laughs> <laughs> my name's claudio i like being called claudio see liam does this a lot he 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 makes that voice and then like says my name and then that's how i know i won whatever i roasted him for claudio remember that time that you just got really mad in an argument you're like baby you want binky and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> I can 100% see Claudio saying immature shit like that. <laughs> we all do. We regret to like being third graders when we were in the same room. Claudio is like fully childish sometimes. No, I'm a, I'm a tough guy. I'm a, I'm a tough, tough hardcore guy. That's a sick Fernando impression. Holy shit. <laughs> no, this is my Fernando impression. I'm Fernando. I'm a hardcore guy. Yeah. <laughs> do want another take? Sure. All right. The Promise Ring is the worst 90s emo band. Uh, Probably, honestly. I don't care no. about any of them, though. No. You don't care about 90s emo? Not really. Okay. <laughs> They're not the worst emo band. From the I can't 90s. speak on that. I have, I have no opinion about 90s emo other than that I don't listen to it. Me too. The I, other take about Mineral is like way more accurate than this one. But, okay, um. Well, let's, sorry. Ellie, let's talk sorry. about this one. This is so, like, fundamentally inaccurate. <laughs> this makes me, like, really upset deep on the inside. Um, I get hating the Promise Ring because they, they wrote fucking children's songs, basically, for some of their songs. But, like... I mean, now that I think about it, it is kind of, like, hypocritical that I like the Promise Ring and I don't like They Might Be Giants. <laughs> oh, you don't like They Might Be Giants? That's... I like the Malcolm in the Middle song. Yeah, I, I like... The Malcolm in the Middle theme song, and I like that song, Spiraling Shape. I think that's a really good song. Um, How do you not like every single song that's on Flood? Yeah. I'll be real with you. I just, like, have not listened to a full They Might Be Giants record. You need to listen to Flood. That's, like, the best album ever. Okay. Well, about The Promise Ring, though. I think that no other emo band at that time had really, like, pushed the pop songwriting angle like anywhere near as far as they did i would say they got up kids maybe at some point i'm saying like but that's i'm saying like nothing feels good came out in 97 and i think like 97 is also the year that the get up kids did don't hate me but like every other song on that record is very much like 90s midwest emo whereas the promise ring just did like a full ass record of 
like vaguely midwest yeah straight up fucking doo-wop with distorted guitars yeah i think that they're really really good pop songwriters so i guess your mileage may vary on on that but like i cannot think of like a 90s emo record that has songs that get stuck in my head more than the promise ring right I, I think me and Claudio are both tuning this out. I'm not I, tuning I it out. Be... I just don't really have anything to add because I don't. I don't really know about all that. Me either. I mean, me, I don't, I res- Claudio I res- shaking hand meme, not knowing about the promise ring. <laughs> I mean, I, I like understand. Like, it's kind of like okay for me, ninety emo is like Weezer, where like, no, I don't, I don't care about <laughs> no. Weezer. No, listen, listen, listen. I'm, you'll you'll see where I'm going. It's like, I don't like them or listen to them but i do listen to the bands that they influenced now because they're a lot better than them you know what like i respect that take though because like i see that like i see how like bands i think music just continues to actually just get better you know yeah like Mm -hmm. prince daddy and the hyena are just better weezer like that's it would be like shrinking it down a lot to just to just say that about them but that's my take on on like older bands it's like I don't want to listen to Weezer because Prince Daddy is like it, it for me it scratches that itch but like more. Yeah, I get that uh, completely. Isn't um, that what like Lil Xan said or whatever about like Tupac or whoever said that thing and then everyone was like you're a fucking idiot. Well, Lil Xan's kind of an idiot, so I, I yeah, see Yeah, but that. there was like some rapper that went on like the Breakfast Club and said I've never heard Tupac and people were like blah 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 you're Lil Yachty. Okay, yeah. Well, Lil Yachty's a fucking weird... Okay, well, let me let me talk about Lil Yachty for a second. <laughs> Lil Yachty is like an actual genius. He, no, he, he's a child. Listen, listen, <laughs> but he's listen a to me. He's a listen child genius. Listen to me. Okay, this... Jimmy Neutron boy genius. Yeah, for real. Listen. Lil Yachty is fucking the Jimmy Neutron of... Sound wait, wait, wait. Listen I want to just not I, let Claudio talk. No, hey, I really hey, want hey. to hear this. I really want to hear this. So, he, uh, Lil Yachty just did an episode of that show Hot Ones on YouTube... And um, the 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 host Sean Evans was talking to him about how he has a really like picky um, like diet. This man has never eaten a fruit or vegetable in his life. What? And and he he eats pizza every day. And he had never had that. hot sauce. He had never had hot sauce before that episode. What? And this motherfucker this motherfucker said, uh, "I didn't know the deal about hot sauce. I didn't know if it was like hot if you touch it with your finger or like in your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't at all surprise me that he's never listened to fucking Tupac. Yo, I uh, I just had to explain to one of my coworkers that Hit 'Em Up is indeed a diss track. This guy, this guy I work with, is like super into pretending that he's into like nineties hip hop, or I guess he actually is into nineties hip hop, but he likes like fucking gatekeeping me because I say I like Wu Tang Clan and shit. And he's like, "You heard of Gangstar? You heard of NERD? Like, fuck yes, I have. Like, real, <laughs> real hip hop." Yeah, <laughs> LMS. If you're one of the twelve percent of teens who still listens to real, yeah, um, one of one of those fucking kids, right? And I had to like sit him down and explain the history of the Tupac Biggie beef because <laughs> he had no idea that who shot ya like led to hit him up, led to the actual yeah. like beef. Like he had no idea. And I was like, that hit him up literally starts with "I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker." Yeah. Like, <laughs> how can you interpret that as anything but a Biggie diss? <laughs> All right. Well, I think Ellie and I can both agree that this take is fucking bunk. So, yeah, this is a five for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. Another American football one. 
This is the one that everyone puts in these threads. American football LP2 is better than LP1. To me, this, this isn't is even a hot take anymore. It's such I'm... a boring fucking take, yeah. Yeah, that's a really boring take. Yeah. Okay. Remember that time that uh, Dre uh, added Mike Kinsella to the group chat and then <laughs> threw his American football LP2 record in the trash and sent a picture of it? Yeah, <laughs> and he saw it, and he was like, all right, I'm going to go watch my Instagram stories, and then he left. <laughs> wait, wait, how how did Mike Kinsella get in a group chat with you? It was a Twitter group chat, so you can just add anybody if they have DMs open. Oh, for real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can wild. just talk to him. I'm a, I'm immediately going to get to this next take here. I think people gave Frito Disco too much shit when he was more of an active member on, on the sub. He's just a kid making music he likes and is proud of what he's accomplished, much like the rest of the DIY bands that sub worships. Yet, for some reason, I always saw way more hate for him there than I did any band up and coming at the time. That's kind of the take. Liam, stop. I think we can... I think we all can, like, agree that Sammy Gannion definitely did not write this. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I don't really want to get into Fredo Disco discourse, uh, but... Fredo discourse... uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't really have any. He's, God, this is this. We should not be the people talking about this. This is not. We we can't. Oh God, I'm right. trying to think of. Mm, I want. I want to your age. Like, isn't he as old as you? Yes, mm-hmm. he he's okay. He's, like, was in our graduating class. So, like, how on earth is he making mistakes that you like learned not to make way before? Um, I think, as a like as our like i don't know there he lives in no i think it's more like just about like so our generation like we fucking had smartphones in like the seventh grade and social media and shit which honestly like starting from seventh grade and throughout high school i think that should not have happened like i it's just it just happened to be that i was like quiet and i didn't really make a like i didn't have a huge social media presence until uh like recently like isn't like the past you know two or three years, but um, I think as a kid, like you're liable to just say dumb shit that you could really regret, um, and that's the reason that 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 at least I had a problem with Fredo because he wasn't like he didn't learn from his mistakes and he just kept saying dumb ignorant shit and I had to like like I shouldn't have to correct him like it's not like I'm like older than him or anything like. It was like I was actively explaining to him why certain things were wrong, like, like last year, and so like he just, uh, I don't know. I don't think he like. I think he took it as like us attacking him, and so here's, here's how I've always looked at it. Like he, he seemed like a bro that heard the front bottoms and wanted to make, the front bottoms styled music. I think Claudia said those exact words oh, before. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he like seems like someone who just like heard a front bottom song who had nothing to do with like any music or any like culture. So he took that with him and didn't know that like saying bitch was problematic and stuff. Yeah, it goes even deeper than that though. Like he's well, yeah. he's yeah. he the way the way he portrayed himself on social media like throughout high school like because you could go i don't know if it's there anymore but 
you could literally go back into like a few years ago into his Instagram and see like really really ignorant shit. Yeah, wasn't there and, something like, "Hey, I'm hanging out with these fags." Yeah, yeah, and that and there was something else. I don't even want to like talk about it. It's just gross. But yeah. like, I mean, his first username on the sub was "Hi there, it's Hitler." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, okay, um, we were like trying to explain how to like take accountability. Like, that's not something that should have to be like explained. Like, it's just kind of something that you know you say hey i fucked up i'm sorry and then you move on and you don't say that shit again but it's like it it was like he didn't learn from it and he just kept acting like this he kept acting like a triggered little kid yeah and he (laughs) thought everybody was attacking him when really people just wanted him to own up to his own actions and i don't know if fredo probably doesn't listen to this podcast which is not really an insult to you guys i think he just like he's in his own little bubble i guess um no i think he listens to the joe rogan experience but um yeah so it's like you know he does his own thing he we used to like he was kind of in like our band friend group for a minute until we found out about all that shit and then we were trying to talk to him and i think he took it as us trying to like attack him or bring him down and we were just like you know what you know whatever like he does his own thing um i just hope that he learned from that i guess and i think fredo was one of the people in mind with the first hot take about like songwriting <laughs> so completely unrelated <laughs> i hope that he gets better about that he just got signed to a booking agent he's with apa how the he fuck has does a lot that of followers he talks to right people. but has he like played out of state often like has he even toured no why the fuck do you need a booking agent what the fuck who knows I don't know that he's always done stuff very weird like yeah maybe his brain's just so insanely large we can't even comprehend it yeah maybe he's like he's playing 3d chess <laughs> you y'all have seen that meme where it's like the guy playing chess and it's like his brain is like extending out and like mm-hmm. part of his brain is the person he's playing chess against <laughs> yeah <laughs> and his opponent his brain opponent is like sobbing <laughs> That's where Fredo just goes at. He's like the culmination of galactic brain. Um, yeah. I think that we can all say that that's a pretty hot take, saying that we were too tough on him, though. Saying that we were too tough, yeah, yeah that's that's kind of dumb, because, like, we really weren't. Like, No. Like, we, um, it's, it, it seemed like people wanted him to, like, stay and be welcome, just own up to his shit. Yeah. And I don't, like, it's like I don't even really care, like... He can. This is what I said about the first thing. It's like if you want to play that kind of music, cool, do it. But do we really need another band that sounds like the Front Bottoms at the top of the fucking, you know, subreddit every month? It's like it's you know, it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, I also think that like posting a new song every fucking week didn't help. Yeah. Or yeah. selling thirty dollar lace or whatever. Like, was isn't it like crazy expensive or something? Oh yeah. That record yeah. label was like a failure failure to launch. Like oh, it's right. He was gonna start a record label too. He did start a record label, and he complete. It was like a. It was like a complete copy and paste of the Chatterbot formula, um, and then, but then he went about it like wrong. Like he he um, like I can't even remember what fully happened, but it was that about the lace. Like nobody was buying them because he made them like insanely expensive yeah. for like fucking ten inch or something. <laughs> okay, we are moving on. We are moving forward. Damn. Uh, emo is just bad slowcore. That's a dumb fucking take. This is a terrible take. 
Yeah. This isn't even accurate. Yeah, fucking... Oh, God. That's like, like... Like, you could have, like, elaborated on that a little more and maybe put up an argument, but just that statement's dumb. I think, like, the conclusion I've reached from listening to these hot takes is that our listener base is fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Okay. I mean, obviously, I'm being sarcastic, but I'm, like, this like, is a ridiculous take. I would like some emo bands to maybe take some influence from slowcore, and like, even like shit like the Rens is like shit that destroys me. My 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 true hot take is actually that I don't like Carissa's weird at all. That's like, not a take. That's, I, I like like do you like think it's like bad or 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 something? I mean, I can't like really say that it's bad. I know I call stuff bad, but like. I can't really just say it's bad, but like I think Chris is weird is just like supremely fucking boring. I cannot sit through more than like a minute of their epics. I'm like bracing myself for like a phase where that's a shit that I like soon, <laughs> to be honest. Oh yeah, once you hit 29, don't worry. 29. All right, I've got a year and a half. Uh, okay, we're we're gonna get into this big mineral one. This is actually two questions here, or two two takes for the price of one. The Power Failing is a bad album with two good songs that people forgive how incredibly that, that people forgive how incredibly bland the rest of it is. Also, it sounds like fucking post grunge at points. And also, here's a second one because I'm an asshole. This new wave of weed pop or whatever bands are much much more embarrassing than crunkcore, metalcore, and post hardcore. That the word emo was associated with the Hot Topic era. I'd take my i'd take i set my friends on fire over riley any day first of all use punctuation <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> i i actually kind of agree like okay, i agree it. with the second take a lot yeah me too. yes yes I'm i don't cool. necessarily agree that that i'm not gonna say weed pop because it's not really like accurate but like it's just weed emo because it's like weed mo <laughs> yeah weed mo um it's just really like it got old so fast and it's mm -hmm. like just people using weed as a personality trait to be like hey look i'm quirky weedmo sounds like a forgotten reboot character <laughs> <laughs> i think they're i'd say they're equally as 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 cringy i don't know because um... i would like i would literally take attack attack <laughs> over <laughs> over any of these fucking boring ass bands like any fucking day of the week if we're talking musically i would definitely take attack attack over whoever but if we're talking like culturally i think i like how we're saying whoever we're saying like whoever we're being very vague because we do not want to call people out right now <laughs> no, no 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 not at all <laughs> we don't want to say riley's boring as shit because my only band beef is with sneaky dice <laughs> I don't know, I, but I will still take Riley over, uh, like, fucking Miss AI, or what, what's that other fucking band? We Came as Romans, or The Plot in You. Like, I'd take, I think, I'd take okay. Riley over bands that, like, pretend to, uh, to care about their fans. We Came as Romans is, like, a guilty pleasure for me. Right, I think yeah. they're... Metalcore is easier to, like, I don't know, like, I, I like the breakdowns more. That's, like, the one thing. Like, yeah. Us and Ryland were talking, we're like, we don't like specific genres, we just like riffs and breakdowns, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. That's If it has a good riff and a good breakdown, we're gonna like your song no matter what. 
that's actually the only valid take. I want to talk about the first take. Yeah, me too. As which mineral, which songs on the Power of Failing are the two good ones? Definitely Gloria, right? Like he has to be referring to Gloria, or they have to be referring to Gloria. I assumed it was a he because they sound very mean. That is a very bro take. <laughs> What's the yeah. one that's uh, to the sound? To the sound? Is that on that album? No, that's literally called Anne. No, that's not Anne Serenading. Yeah, that, yeah. That's not, that, that song is called Anne Serenading. Uh, I, I do think Anne Serenading is, like, the weaker record. Um, Par- oh, Parking Lots on the Power of Failing. That's the other yeah. one, for sure. I don't, well, um, I like a lot of songs on Power of Failing. I like year. Dolorosa. I like same Slower. Uh, I let If I Could is, like, my favorite Mineral song. But I do think it's it's marred by the fact that the production is so bad. It's also marred like, because they use Comic Sans on the fucking album cover. <laughs> That's actually like in its favor. <laughs> I think. Similar. If that similar. record came out today, that would be like they would be like, "Oh, Mineral or Next Level Meme Lords." Yeah. <laughs> similar they were just to really the time. Similar to the uh, the Promise Ring conversation, me and Liam's brains are doing Fortnite dances right now. <laughs> The only take I have about Mineral is when I first got into emo and I, my favorite band was Free Throw. Claudio was like, oh, Mineral is boring. I'm like, okay. Yep. I, <laughs> I, was like, I, I stand by it. I will That's say, like, I, don't think, I don't think the kids these days are into Mineral. Like, I, I think their biggest exposure to Mineral is... Five years ago, the kids were into Mineral. Like, that was... Because when, like, yeah. Mineral was, like, reuniting and playing shows, everyone's like, holy fuck. It's like, dude, you're, like, what, 17? And now now Braid is in that spot. Braid is in that, like... Braid, I, I like a little bit more, but I still don't really listen to them on the regular. I think the most exposure kids have to Mineral, like, now is that meme that's like, what's the best... 90s emo band American football Jesus Christ Marie it's mineral um, <laughs> yeah the or MS Paint meme wasn't there yeah. the fucking Facebook group that's like I'm hotboxing in my sedan and in, listening to the mineral or something I'm yeah, kick flipping all, and that was all playing uh, second fiddle to I'm gonna skip class and listen to Captain Jazz can you name this Subaru can, can you name this podcast? I'm jeweling in my car and participating on the e-word. <laughs> Are you actually doing that? Yes. Shout out. <laughs> I thought we were, I thought we agreed that we were going to rename the podcast "fucking emo." <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> All right. So this person set us up with some takes for sure. I'd say I just appreciate these takes. There. I appreciate the second one because I can understand it. <laughs> yeah. The second take is good. Like that's mm-hmm. a good take. Yeah. The first take is sketchier, like as far as to how accurate it is, mm-hmm. but it is hot. It yeah. is a hot take. Yeah. I think that this person has the most range with their takes so far, for sure. I agree. I think this person is uh definitely going to become the next big culture critic. <laughs> I'm excited to see their next piece in the Atlantic. Yes. I like this next one because it's probably going to bring up some fucking nerding out. Emo music without distorted guitars is lame and bad. Big agree. Big agree. Maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Is, is But th- this is a sweeping generalization. I mean, yeah. yeah but <laughs> I think for for the most part, I agree. But there are some, like, uh, like uh, Swordfish. 
Oh no, that's a good example. No. That that's a good example. I don't know. It has its place. I feel like if you don't have distorted guitars at like any point, then like I'm not gonna listen to it. Like if if it, your song doesn't at least build up to like a big distorted climax, then like what are you doing? Yeah. We just like breakdowns. Yeah, like yeah. that's we're, but, we're right. jaded or, or like we're biased because we fucking we love riffs and breakdowns. All right, but like here's what comes to my mind with like maybe guitars that have very little distortion is like a high tide hotel they have huge crescendos that are like kind of breakdown not like real breakdowns but they have like those fucking huge parts and same with like cast of it like okay i guess i guess they didn't even register to me like like, both of those bands do the very light distortion I feel like because I feel like those bands like still rock the fuck out. I guess when I exactly. read this question, I was thinking of bands like Empire Empire, who are very much like a band that I would put on to like go to sleep. Yeah, that's like the explosions in the sky shit to me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Empire Empire. Um, I mean, did they have? I feel like they had a couple uppity songs, like, like really just like like that one song. Um, I think it's Keep What You've Built Here. It's like it's distorted like there there's some parts that are like they, they go pretty hard it has riffs i guess i just felt like they never like jammed they could have but i think the point of that band was to be like it was you know like you know you know algernon I, very rarely distorts their guitars very much but that band yeah jams. Mm-hmm. yeah but they had some songs that could have used distortion and been a lot better what <laughs> i kind of agree with claudio yeah, like um. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the twentieth episode of <laughs> <laughs> basically everything on parrot of parrot flies is perfect. But I, I, I think there's like a lot more cleaner and thinner sounding shit on uh some kind. Some of, kind. Of, yeah. Here's here's my hot take. I don't really like parrot flies that much. I think <laughs> some kind of cadwallader is better. Finally, one. Thank you, you everyone, come on the podcast. Me. Let's talk about this. Why? Because I don't know, the songs are just more memorable. Like it, it what? Uh, just, like Parrot Flies ha- has kind of like the American football problem to me, where like they pick a good riff and then they repeat it for so long that it just I get lost. Okay, now that's kind of coming up soon, by the way. Like it's taking me over is like a huge catchy, like refrain. Yeah. Um, and like like also I think I think some kind is more like more quotable. The oh man, it's yeah. And also, uh, if fuck it up feels right, then fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's like my favorite uh, Algernon song. Like, period. Motivational song. Yeah. Yeah. I think I feel like I I am definitely more able to just like listen to Parrot Flies whenever I want. Like that's an album that I like feel compelled to go back and listen to way yeah. more often than some kind. And especially the demo, which the demo actually kind of sucks. No. Yeah, I don't listen to the demo. I listen to uh, the Funny P though. Like uh, obviously, Spit Fountain is like their most is like their never meant like. Yeah, that's the only one I've really listened to, and I like it. That's Are you my serious? Opinion. It's yeah, it's the only one on Spotify, right? I use Apple Music. That's oh. my take. It's definitely <laughs> also the only one on Apple Music. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I like uh, there, some songs on Parrot Flies, um, but if if I'm not like um. It has to be like it's like the American football where like it has to be on the background because it's like if I just sit there and listen to it, I have fucking ADD. I can't concentrate on that shit. They for five are minutes. so much more interesting than American football. Their riffs are ADD as fuck. Yeah, I mean, they, but, they like smash eighteen riffs into like three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I just need to give it another listen. But 
They're uh, like the I've, twinkle version of the locust, honestly. <laughs> I I've really only listened to um, like like after I like was discovering emo and like listened to all of them. I would only really go back to some kind of Cadwallader for the fun EP. If it kills me is their best song. I like I, I like Pitfall the most. I like Sam Rudage. <laughs> <laughs> I um, like. What are some more examples of emo music without distorted, without distorted guitars? Like, what are some more examples of this? Let me look through my Spotify library. Foxing. To... Early dashboard. I feel like Foxing definitely used distortion at some point. Okay. I let me look through I, my I, fucking. I keep thinking of like these soaring guitars that just have like clean effects on them and stuff. What about like Twinkle Scrams? Like, uh, like. William Bonnie or uh, Midwest Pen Pals. They definitely. Well, William Bonnie definitely used distortion. I, I guess I was thinking more of Midwest Pen Pals because when I think of that band, I think of like movies like Juno, which is very like. Yeah, that's just, like super twinkly and clean. Yeah. I, um, say, I mean, I would. If someone said that they're lame and bad, I'd be like, okay, I can see why you say that. Okay, one of my one of my favorite. And most overlooked uh, emo, I guess the emo revival bands are um, the Clippers, which because like they um, they used a lot of like distortion, but still had like twinkly riffs, and their songs weren't too long. Um, and like I, they were like a huge influence on writing Gross October. Like I listened to them a lot that year, and um, I feel like without that like distortion, it would have been pretty boring. Oh, um, early two nights. Yes. Um, yeah. But early they... early two nights is not interesting. Effing is like the only release of theirs that I genuinely love. I agree. Well, no. Uh-uh. I agree. That's, that's a take. That's a take. Uh, two nights though, I feel like they go hard enough at some points on their earlier stuff that it like warrants not using distortion on other parts. They have zero hooks in my opinion though. Like. But their, their songs songwriting, are, their early songs is not are not very compelling. But they're they're technical as fuck, and that's what I love about it. Like, um, like I, just, fuck that. I don't care how well you can play your guitar. Write a song. Nah, I'm. <laughs> if it's not, if it fucking isn't technical, then I probably won't give a shit about it. Or like, if it's, oh god, I don't want to get into this. Yeah. But I'm just talking about two nights here. Two nights, their old stuff and their new stuff bangs, but for different reasons. Right. Um, the Quilt Chamberlain EP was like a good, I guess, like balance between like the effing sound and like the LP sound. Like it had fucking uh, riffs. I don't think it was too mathy. Do you hear that band that members of Two Might of Two Nights did like a couple years ago? I'm completely forgetting. Mimi Siku. Yeah, that that was really I f- good. I fucking love that band. Yeah, they're they're one of my favorite bands of all time. Like that LP, it's, I listened to that all summer. So good. It's like, um, I liked when Claudio played them in the guitar, or in the guitar. I liked when Claudio pl- played them in the car. Yeah, they fucking rule. Um, in the guitar. It's a shikari. Parker uh, is like a. Both of them, Parker and Miles, are like tremendous musicians, and like any project they're in is fucking bananas. Yeah. Mimi Siku is just like straight Midwest emo, and it's really good. Yeah, but they use fucking distortion. Mm-hmm. Like they make that shit pop. Do uh do the cardboard sores use distortion very much? I don't know. I don't really listen to them. 
I've been dropped by You Blew It. A lot of the songs don't use distortion. Oh, gr- oh. Grow Up? Grow Up, dude, is not very distorted at all. No, I feel like it could have been better with distortion, to be True. honest. True. I was, if they had made them, I do not the like songs... that record. Oh, it was low Into it, was it over. Fine. Into it over. Oh, okay. I don't like them. Me either. That's my take. I don't like them either. They're, uh... <laughs> <laughs> They're a very boring band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evan Weiss is, like, mostly a very boring musician, except for, like, his early Screamo stuff. Yeah, he uses the same vocal line in every song, even, like, in his other bands. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a commercial jingle. Yeah. 877-241. I do actually really like the latest Pet Symmetry record. That's, like, my favorite Eh. Evan thing in, like... A very long time. I do remember like pretending to like like Evan Weiss stuff for like a hot minute in like 2011 because the Wonder Years have that lyric about getting Mexican food outside of a Logan Square basement show with Evan. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> but they've referenced better bands. They've referenced Blacklisted and Fireworks, so yeah. I don't need. I don't need. <laughs> All right, I don't let's, need Evan. let's move on from that take. That's a good take. Good take. Good take. This yes, is, agree. This is another pretty heady one. Emo is not a real genre. There is no sonic unifier that connects Orchid and Bright Eyes. Genre. This seems like. Oh, this has to be bait. Like this has to be bait. Okay. I actually we, go. Start this. We have to keep going on this one. Genres cannot be defined strictly by cultural movements, although cultural movements are often defined by genres. If emo is a real genre, it should include. It, it should either include bands like Ladderman, The Lawrence Arms, Ramshackle Glory, and Face to Face, or exclude basically all of emo pop. What? Okay, so the very, very, very first sentence of this take was like on point, and then it went so far off the rails that I have no idea what their ultimate point was. Yeah, this, ha- yeah, this... defined by cultural movements, although cultural I movements disagree. are often defined by genres. No, that's, it's literally that's just no, it's that's the just, exact opposite. That's just about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> like, I want to talk to whoever made that. DM me on Twitter, guitar emoji. I want to. I want to understand what your thought process was on this one, Chief. I don't get where if emo is a real genre, it should either include bands like Ladderman, The Lawrence Arms, Ramshackle Glory, and Face to Face, or or exclude basically all of emo pop. Like, where does that come from? Like, what the fuck that. No correlation. <laughs> I, I don't if, see if what hip-hop is a real genre. Those are emotional <laughs> bands. If hip-hop is a real genre, it should either include artists like Death Grips, uh, Run the Jewels, uh, Run DMC, or it should exclude basically all of gangster rap. That's about that's about as cohesive a statement as that statement. <laughs> I mean, That's... I totally get where they're trying to go with, like, emo is not a, 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 a real genre, and, like, Orchid is somehow in the same genre as Bright Eyes, and that's fucked. I, but that's I, I also... get it. Yeah. Yeah, but, but at the same time, like... it's like, it's like, there's so much, there's so many, like, subgenres that they're not even, they're completely overlooking. The first sentence is correct. The first mm-hmm. sentence is correct that, like, um... It is weird as shit that like Bright Eyes and Orchid are like within the same broad sphere. But the reason that is is because genres are defined by the culture surrounding it. Yeah. Like look at hardcore. 
Yeah, well, I was literally about to look say that. Look at literally any subgenre of hardcore. And like the the other thing is like a lot of these people like all of those bands, like the Lawrence Arms, La- Ladderman, etc. That also like fucking Prince Daddy, Mom Jeans, into it over it. Like I don't think they're as carp um, compartmentalized as people like want them to be sometimes. I don't know. You go to the fucking fest. You can see all of those bands in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is a mildly hot take, but I think there comes a point where a name like Emote just signals to other people that you like the same general kind of music as them. Yes. Not the exact same thing. There's no like distinct. Well, of course there is distinct factors for genres, but there comes a point where it's more of a interpersonal thing between people. That's like the first thing Liam has said this entire podcast that made sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I hard, hard agree. Strong agree. Well, we're on the topic of not being in the podcast. Can I go pee and then come back? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Okay. (laughs) We're going to move on, though. <laughs> okay, so now that Liam's gone, fuck that guy. <laughs> now that Liam's gone, this episode's never coming out, right? <laughs> it'll be heavily edited, and it'll be like 20 minutes long. It'll be heavily edited so that Liam doesn't actually say anything. <laughs> <laughs> All of No, it'll be like censored. Like It'll be like, boop, every time he says something. I think it'd be funnier if it was like straight silence. Like, you know those shitty, like voicemail messages that you have when you're like 13 uh someone calls you and then you're like hey what's up speak up i can't hear you oh fuck yeah <laughs> yeah it'll, oh. it'll be like that <laughs> all right next take here oh, well do we want to wrap up that one and be like that's like almost on track but then went off the rails yeah that's about it i think the the gist of that take was uh Org core is emo, which is uh, org core I mean, is I more of it. a real genre than emo is for real. Like, org core yeah. is definitely like way more like identifiable, yeah. Like, emo. you know, an org core band when you hear it, emo, fuck no, yeah. You have to go to the Wikipedia page, okay. Next take 11 left female fronted bands get actually, this is indie or pop exponentially more often than 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 otherwise similar male fronted bands and it's trash yes yes a thousand times yes yeah yeah and this is a huge problem with the sub that's yeah i agree like like, this is where the fuck did that distorted like (laughs) slap back come from yeah (laughs) like this isn't even a take this is just a fact Yeah. yeah i don't think anybody disagrees with this and the people who disagree are the sexist people who perpetuate it yeah Yeah. this is uh (laughs) this is this does not exist on the one to five spectrum because it's not a take yeah (laughs) yeah definitely but thanks for hitting us up with it because it's fucking real and it's it's true yeah yeah it's straight no dis no t just facts (laughs) Do, do we do we want to get into like why this happens um, I think it happens because there's this 
Okay, so you saw that demographic survey that that guy did for our subreddit, mm-hmm. and it was like eighty five percent white, ninety percent male, like fifty percent between the ages of eighteen to twenty four, right? And like white men in that age range tend to be very protective of the things that they like because the things that they like uh, are their identity, and when they see someone who they feel is an other quote unquote, like a woman, for example, their first impulse is to test them and see if they are real or if they are as into the thing that they are into as, as they are. And that is like how you, that is how they gauge whether or not to treat the woman with respect. That's fucked up. Yeah, that was, like, way more in-depth than what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be like, men think that India is soft, and men also think women soft. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they got the eight brains. That's actually way better than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another take. Yeah. Pleasant Living is a terrible album. Wrong. The... Uh, Fucking Swell is a terrible album. Swell is a terrible album, but Pleasant Living's a great album. Uh, yeah, I, so, I'd say Okay, it. Swell isn't a terrible album. I think it's just the same thing that they've done, but less interesting. But taken from if you've never heard 10 Moving Parts before, I think it's fine. It's good. Yeah. I, I, I don't think know. Pleasant I, Living's I, great. I, I think, think Pleasant it's... Living's their best. I think it's all right. I, I like Celebrate better. Yeah, I was going to say... I, I like so Claudio, you used thing. to roast me for saying I like Celebrate better than Pleasant Living. Now I flipped and you flipped too. Did I? Yeah. I, I did a, a re-listen of the Tiny Moving Parts discog like a while back. And my opinion used to very much be that This Couch is the only real Tiny Moving Parts album. I don't but listen like, to that one. This Couch is too I, sad. I re- no, it's not too sad. It's <laughs> cringy as fuck. I think like, most of whenever I listen, are. whenever I listen to the first song on this couch, like I just cannot think of anything else but Jared Alonji making fun of it. <laughs> True, yeah, yeah. The uh, the oh, distance fuck. between you and me is longer than the title of this song. Yeah, yeah. Our summer think... came to an end when the autumn leaves fell on the winter grass. That's I hate... oh, Yeah, I hate that that cadence and that like. Could you even call that a melody that's just talking? I like it. It's just, uh, it's shitty lot of spew, which is shitty me without you. Um, I don't like any of those bands. (laughs) But, like, Celebrate is fucking sick. Celebrate parts isn't bad. You guys aren't sad enough. I think Celebrate is sick because, like, it shreds. Like, it's like metal level, like, like, technical death metal level shredding. Yeah. There's actually a lot I want to say about Celebrate. I think that, like, every song besides maybe, like... Wait, let me look up the track list. I think that every single song on the album besides... uh, Stay Warm and Breathe Deep has some really, really, really good part in it. Like, I think the last three songs are the best of the album. And I think Birdhouse has one of the best riffs I've ever heard. That that's one of the best. 
TMP riffs for sure. Yeah, well, I, I will say, say celebrate is basically just like hi-fi nouns. Um, we saw I've seen Tiny Moving Parts twice. Once when they played with um, microwave, microwave and somebody else. Yeah, um, some lame band. But um, wasn't it with Jeff? No, I mean, it definitely wasn't Jeff. Oh. But huh. that show was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the, I think that was, it was my the, first like show. Yeah, that was the first show that I I took Liam to. Um, and then we went like a long time without seeing him. And then we saw them again with Mom Jeans and Oso Oso. And uh, those Mom Jeans and Oso Oso were actually better than Tiny Moving Parts. Like they got sloppy somehow. Like maybe it was just that show they were having an off night oh. or whatever. But like it was like right when Swell came out. And it's just like I just didn't really want to listen to it. Like I I just went outside. Like I didn't really I didn't really feel connected to it at all. Okay. Maybe it's because like them... you can like. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I've seen them like on the last three album cycles somehow. Weird. Uh, but like they've always been like insanely impressive because of I don't know just watching Dylan sing and do the shit that he does like proficiently. Yeah. Is I mean he he like gets his props, but like he can't get enough. Like it's I think... fucking masterful. He I think was... the reason why it looked bad the second time we saw them was the drummer he seemed a little bit off time the whole night mm. which it was probably just an off day but like you know everyone has those but yeah they were on a fucking long ass tour like i can imagine i don't know if it said more about the tour or just maybe that one night but i remember leaving thinking that was not as good as the first time i saw them like i did something too. something was also, just a little bit off at that show like fernando lifted me up and i was crowd surfing and like six or seven people tried to grab me in the area that you don't want to be grabbed by random people. And then I went back to my friend and told them what happened. And the person next to her was like, you want to, we want, I think I was like, I think five people tried to grab me. And then she said, want to make it six. And right then the next song started. And I just couldn't like comprehend what had happened before I was getting hit. And so I think that says a lot about the society, but yeah, it doesn't happen to small women all the time. It happens yeah. to everybody, and that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Fuck, man, I'm sorry. It's all good. It was just a weird night. But on another just topic, start, I think the just closer start to swell fuckers. did everything I could to just like get on the ground again. On another topic, I think the closer to swell is sick. That's a redeeming part of the album. I think yeah. Swell sounds like they did not give a shit. I think no, this, it sounds this, like they found a sound that works for them and they're beating the dead horse. Like it's it's basically just celebrate two. Exactly. Yeah. I think the swung part of the closer warm hand splash is like really sick. The horns I'm not so big on. Alright, let's get into another one. So many clout bands in emo right now. They have lots of people that like their presence on the internet, but no one actually r- really listens to or cares about their music. This is another one of those that's just like a fact to, to, to me. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there I, are a lot of examples of this band. I'm yeah. really not a, I'm not about the whole like clout chasing game. Mm-hmm. Like I just really don't like the movement of just like just like i really don't like if you've noticed i i pretty much like i come up with memes every now and then but like i don't try to participate in twitter like at all um 
it just like it seems really like try hard like everybody's just trying yeah. to yeah it's like everybody's trying to flex yeah people on everybody else curving their own homies to just flex and it's like yeah it's like, messed I, up why why you gotta call me out claudio the being called i think clout chasers are like people who are fans of the music or want to get involved in the music who think that they're like their only way to get there is to like kiss all of the asses of the people that mm-hmm. are putting out their music okay so not i think like, scram cave so so like not someone on twitter trying to like make a viral thing or something no yeah that too eh, mm. kind of kind of i think that, if you're just doing it for funsies then it's cool but like if you're doing it for the sole purpose of trying to get bigger in the scene that's messed up one there, thing that like, really in- part I, of this is I, there's lots of people that have or there's lots of people that like their presence on the internet, but nobody actually cares or listens to their music. I think whoever said this is underestimating the amount of people who listen to oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, though. I actually do like Sam Ray's internet presence way more than right, yeah. uh, Teen Suicide or American Pleasure Club. See, I hate both of both Sam Ray's internet presence and his music. I think he, I don't like him as a person at all. I think all. it's I think it's funny the shenanigans he gets himself into. Sam Ray, if you're listening to this, DM me. Let's. I want to roast you, and you can roast me too if you want. You're Sam Ray. If you're listening to this, come on the pod. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Sam Ray, Sam Ray. When are you gonna do that fucking charity boxing match with Hobo Johnson? Please make that happen. I'd really like that to happen. You said you would do it, and then Hobo Johnson said he he was down, and then you stopped replying and deleted your tweet. Oh no! Oh, please, shit. please make this happen. I'm I'm sure Hobo Johnson will be coming on tour with the Front Bottoms near you very soon. Claudio, you're one to fucking talk though, because you never actually ate that picture of Chris Teddy. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> shit. But wait. I'm not nearly as much of an asshole as Sam Ray. Like I oh, like to think that I'm, I'm not as self-absorbed as that guy. You should do it. You should eat a picture of Sam Ray, or not Can Sam I... Ray, Chris Teddy. All right, we need to get back on track and get this done relatively soon. Okay. Um, anything else for this one? No. I'm good. Okay. Next one, Sparkle Punk is a great evolution of Twinkle Daddy, and 2018 has been an amazing and memorable year for emo music. I think this is a Wrong. bit of a take. This is, this is a bit of a take. Wait, yeah. can you repeat that? So, uh, Sparkle Punk is a great evolution of Twinkle Daddy, and 2018 has been an amazing and memorable year for emo music. The part I, I disagree with is I think 2018's not a great year for music. It's not memorable. Yeah. I, there's a lot of there's we've talked about this before. There's a lot of just like generic weed weed mo bands. I mean, are you thinking of are you, think, are you saying for music in general or he just said, he said emo uh, music I'm, think, I'm thinking just oh, okay. emo music. Okay. Um, I think that the clout chasing has been at an all time high, and that just kind of makes me not want to listen. I mean, to I think, their band sorry. if they're a clout chaser. I think but all also. the boring releases are not Sparkle Punk, though. Yeah. Like, the Sparkle Punk releases, like California Cousins or an mm-hmm. Origami Angel, have been fucking sick. Oh, yeah. And, That's true. And if nothing else, 2018 also gave us uh, the Awake But Still In Bed record. That's true, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that these are separate things. Sparkle Punk is a great evolution of Twinkle Daddy. And then 
there's another take here that 2018 has been an amazing and, and memorable year for emo music. Yeah. yeah On record, like... Sparkle Punk is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On record, uh, it's it's not taken seriously. Like, right? nobody yeah. really yeah. gives a shit. Like, we say that we're Sparkle Punk and people are just like, fucking, I don't care. Like, the, the thing is, though, like, I see Sparkle Punk used seriously way more often now. Yeah, like, well, I, I see it on Facebook and on Twitter and on Reddit, like, kind of frequently. People use it more to roast the genre than anything, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay, I, maybe I like half so. and half. Maybe like half and half. Because I do see a lot of people, like, genuinely using Spark. Like, that meme page, um, oh, Welp, it's 2 a.m. and I'm listening to Captain Jazz again. Like, they use Sparkle Punk, like, in their memes. Like, not ironically. It's dope. <laughs> yeah, and, like, Target's been putting it on their, like, merchandise. Wait, who has Target? Target? <laughs> that thing I sent to you, Ellie, like, wake up, sparkle. Oh, yeah. shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were being serious. Like, there was some band that, like, started using Sparkle Punk on their merch. But no, it's just Kyle roasting me. <laughs> who do we, who can, who can we talk to to get uh, the Commander Salamander LP to be a Target exclusive CD? Uh, the Wonder Years management. True. <laughs> And state champs. I was I was smoking, so I couldn't laugh, but that was a very good joke, Kyle. <laughs> Shout out to February when there was a war on our emo about the Wonder Years. That was so fucking. Stupid. Oh my god, that was I, the. I don't care about the Wonder Years. I don't care about our emo. That was just funny to me. Yeah, good times. I I don't I don't get why everybody was so like twisted up about with the Wonder Years being li- like their new album being labeled as emo. Like, it, why? Like, who cares? I mean, I think the other mods were also being dumb. Like, I don't know what happened, really. Like, I didn't pay, pay attention to that. If enough people wanted it to be discussed on the sub, then who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. All right. I Next. think that emo is one of the most boring genres. <laughs> like, the, the Stars Hollow EP is, it slaps. That's, like, the most memorable thing of this year. There have been Only a lot genre. of specifically good emo EPs this year. That that, mm-hmm. that Origami Angel one, the, the Darkle one, that one that just came out from that band that has Ape Up, 1994, and Algernon members. Oh, Everyone. Everyone. That thing's fucking great. It is good. Uh, I haven't listened. Someone, I said, single, someone said that the singer of Everyone sounds like Dexter Holland from The Offspring, and now I can't fucking hear it. <laughs> God damn it. All right. I think we... the only genre that interests me now is bossa nova. <laughs> okay. the The next take is Algernon Cadwalder, but this person just like wrote it in A L G C A D one word. Is that a thing? The people? No. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't yeah, do that. Yes, it is. Okay. Don't. It's a thing. Algernon wrote su- wrote the same damn song for a demo, two LPs. And an EP. Granted, it was a good song, but snowing, and then a bunch of greater signs. Um, this is a hot take. Like this is a very hot take. So much more than snowing. Same. Well, we we just talked about this. That there's like a pretty distinct difference between uh, some kind of Cadwallader parrot flies and the funny EP. I don't listen to the demo that much. I can't really speak on it. But like, I there are definitely like some kind of Cadwallader definitely has like a different uh, like demeanor than 
Parrot Flies and the Funny P. For sure. Also, they did not write I think the same damn knowing, song. I think that Snowing should be considered orcore now. <laughs> Why? They just sound like kind of twinkly hot water music. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, not not fuck your emotional bullshit, but Dude. like it. I could do whatever I wanted. Does I think? Orcore is just four on the floor the entire time. They don't do anything rhythmically interesting. Snowing does a lot of rhythmically interesting things. Papa Americano. It was just it was just a prank, bro. <laughs> okay, right, Gum. Uh, is this is I I I I think this is a spicy take for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is a five. Yeah. Okay, six left to go. Two thousands emo pop ain't bad. Y'all just spending too much online. This is my favorite like written out take. Like that's yeah. just funny. The way that they wrote that is hilarious. This definitely sounds like something I wrote. <laughs> I think. Like this is like my cadence. Um, but this is also very accurate. Uh, the starting line is good. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. I don't. I don't agree or disagree with that i think that's a, an opinion yeah i, kind of, I, I don't know i it's, kind of agree it's just like it's an opinion but they're basically talking about like pop punk bands like the starting line i don't know this yellow card in there Reliant yeah yeah i don't know i feel like it's pretty Mayday easy parade. to tell the difference mayday parade i met the singer of mayday parade one time Right. Okay, next um, take. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel I like was this expecting is like, a lot more argument. This is I don't like, know much who's about actually that. calling it bad. Like it's The like, more you talk to me about stuff that happened before 2008, you'll see that I don't know or care. <laughs> I don't know what 2000s I mean, emo pop is. I mean, like, I, I would assume like, the Armor for kids, Sleep. I don't really know what this is. Armor for Sleep's know. good. Like, are you talking about, yeah. like, Fallout Boy, like, take this to your grave shit? Honestly, I think this is a misguided take because the prevailing opinion that I'm seeing on the sub now is that, oh, this shit is actually good. Yeah. Yeah. Cobra Starship. Cobra Starship are actually bad, though. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, would this, in, would this include, like, Pedro the Lion? Like, is no. that a, no? no? I got an ad on Instagram today for Pedro the Lion. The new song is dope. I don't, I don't want to talk about that right now, though. I guess I don't know if this is much of a take because I don't know who's talking shit about it. Like who's yeah, not, um, yeah. Five more, probably not the hottest take, but the world is a beautiful place. It's boring, and the vocals really turned me off. The ben new Tenning. ones, yes. R R I P Thomas Diaz. Yeah, the 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 new vocalist I think didn't live up to. Is it David Bellow? David Bellow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think. I think Harmlessness had some, like, real cool stuff going on, but the last record they did was real garbage. And I mean, like, obviously, fuck Nicole, but they're, like, this song against Nicole was kind of weird. And... It was weird. That one that had, like, the reggaeton beat. Yeah. Um... And, yeah, reggaeton beat. That's exactly... <laughs> That's exactly the problem. They're just, like, throwing shit into the songs to throw them into songs now. Yeah, and, like, I am not... I'm not trying to big up Nicole, but, like, she had this fucking bounce that they like tried to replicate on the new one that just didn't it just wasn't there yeah um, let's reiterate though don't big up nicole yeah, nicole is no, awful no i um, mean i know that you were not like complimenting her but like 
they like Fuck. tried to continue what she added to the band and it wasn't yeah. there um but the world is please the world is a beautiful place it's not everyone's shit boring. i've never really heard them honestly boring i can see why people think they're boring they have long songs but they have some like straight up bangers as well and the vocals really yeah those are those are very take it or leave it to people all right yep this is a take I could do whatever I wanted if I wanted is just boneless fuck your emotional bullshit. Yep. No. 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 They don't fully, sound the same. They, they don't sound the same. But they're not as that's that's yeah, they don't uh the the LP doesn't sound as good as fuck your emotional bullshit. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the sounds have like diverged. That's not what boneless means. Boneless means it's yes, it, like it's a worse version. Yeah. But that's not what I could do whatever I wanted is to fuck your emotional bullshit because it's um, not a version of fuck your emotional bullshit. It's different. <laughs> but Ellie, I that's think the that take. Ellie's <laughs> right about Claudio, think... you're like you're you need to like take philosophy one oh one again or some shit because your logic is not following. It's it's just it's internet fucking meme slang. It doesn't fucking that's it's it's just it's just fucking boneless. I don't know. Didn't no, someone come know. on this podcast and say that Claudio is just boneless Ellie? Yeah, that was Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> so what? So what's but, this communication To be fair, here? Gwen is Gwen is just boneless Claudio. So. Yep. No, boneless means like a less like good version of something right yes and that is completely i agree with that take if that's the but definition I don't, but i don't think that i could do whatever i wanted is like any kind of version of fuck your emotional bullshit i think the sound jumped like they're not comparable jumped as in production or jumped as in songwriting or what both okay i feel for like the, fuck your emotional bullshit for the, for the better is what you're saying right i mean i like both of them yeah um, I like to. The, I don't think one is better than the other. Even I just don't think that they're very comparable records. That's that's a weird take, Ellie. I think that's the hot take. I, oh, but, okay. I, I think I'm more in line with Ellie than that saying like nothing was lost between those two releases and one wasn't like one is. No, uh, I think fuck your emotional bullshit was like is is quintessential snowing. Like, I feel like if you skipped the rest of it, then that one is like the one that you would show to people i mean i will say i think the best knowing song is methuselah rookie card but i um, think the time i sat in a pile of chocolates good because it's the one i have downloaded on my phone that's but that one is yeah, fuck your emotional bullshit yeah, yeah okay a, but it, that's the one that's downloaded on my phone <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Go- I really want to return to this idea of just cutting everything Liam says out of the podcast. <laughs> just make it like the bass boost sounds like. <laughs> and then, a- and then, like, a- a- actually, like, release a a different cut of the episode for our Patreon subscribers, and it's just Liam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know that that was a stance. That like, fuck your emotional, fuck your emotional bullshit is like that much better than the LP. Like yeah, I mean the EP fucking emotional bullshit is like yeah it's like perfect but I think like 
I don't know. I just think it's not as memorable. I don't think it's bad. I just like when I think about snowing, I think about fucking uh, Sam Rudich and and Methuselah pump, rookie card and pump fake and, and pump fake especially. I think pump yeah. fake is my favorite one. And um, it's not really either, but I I think my favorite snowing song is Big Weed. And that's on <laughs> that that summer important thing. things. It's on the uh, it's split. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. on the 1994 Boys and Sex Algernon tour split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite snowing song is Pastor of Muppets. That's, that's funny because that's by Street Smart Cyclist. Yeah, who, that's such who, a good uh, joke. You keep saying on the podcast is better. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, are. you want to talk? You want to talk about boneless? Fucking Street Smart is just boneless snowing. What's Street the next Smart, time, Kyle? <laughs> All right. Uh... Oh, were you about to do John Mulaney, Liam? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Okay. JJ Bender. <laughs> Mom jeans becoming popular was the worst thing to happen to the scene for multiple re- for multiple reasons. First, they inspired. Like <laughs> first, they inspired a multitude of ripoff bands who are all even worse than them. Second, they all brought up their friends with them. The only good one being Retirement Party and P Daddy. And this wave of bands is not contributing anything original or good. If they're fucking saying that Just Friends is is not as good or better than those bands, then this person is tripping hard. Yeah. I um, mean, but I will say I don't think that, of. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I will say that talking shit on Mom Jeans at this point is pretty like redundant. Like they're big, and they're gonna just keep getting bigger because that's just where they are. Like I went to a mom jeans show this week and it was every, all the kids were there for mom jeans. And like, it was very clear, like kids bringing their parents with them to see mom jeans. Like it feels reminiscent of like when fucking like a band, like fucking blink One Eighty Two was getting big or whatever. Like it, I can tell (laughs) that they're getting big. Like I can tell that it wasn't just a face, like they're big and complaining about it just makes you look like a fucking you know, old head. Compar- comparable to Blink-182 getting big, weren't you born in the year 2000? I was in 1999, so... You were, like, three months old when Enema came out. <laughs> okay, but you know what I mean. Fucking, like, they're just a pop-punk band getting big, and kids are listening to it, and they're gonna keep listening to it for a long time. Like, I can tell. Yeah. yeah. I know, I agree with your take. Yeah. You just wanna roast me? What, are you ageist? Yes. The E-word is an ageist podcast. I'm coming out and saying it. I think, that, I think that clowning on mom jeans is like standard stuff at this point. Like everyone it's knows a... mom jeans. Everyone knows the faults and the good parts of mom jeans. It's just mom in, jeans. In the like, emo scene, I feel like clowning on mom jeans is like the equivalent of clowning on Nickelback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of agree. I think I do think that too many people clown on mom jeans. I um, think they're. I think that I think people need to clown stop on acting like they're actually edgy for clowning on mom jeans. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's that's, a, yeah. that's another big thing. I think that that take and just uh, clowning on mom jeans in general is a low effort shit post. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think they're them... good. That's about my strongest opinion. The other thing jeans. about them that that they brought up all their friends with them. I mean, and no, it was like it's that's just kind of like, dumb. It's just I like mean, they have friends that are also in bands. They're not from the same area. Like other than just friends and Grad Life, who grad were life. like each respectively doing their say, own thing. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, just friends and Grad Life are like 
definitely who I think of as more affiliated with mom jeans than retirement party and Princeton. Yeah, but retirement party ones. feels like a totally different thing. It's it sounds it like is. they're just, yeah, they is. don't like counterintuitive records. That sounds like it's what it is. Yeah, um, but so, in in my opinion, grad life and just friends are better than mom jeans. Like yeah, they should be too. bigger than mom jeans because they have riffs. Yeah, they have fucking riffs. I like mom jeans more than grad life. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I've always liked Grad Life more than any of them. Even an introduction is better than anything Mom Jeans has put out. Because they shout out the emo Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Grad Life appeals to people who like MCR, especially that new album. Yeah, the new one for sure. I hope Just Friends goes on tour with Turnstile. The scary part is that doesn't even sound like too far from possible. I know. I'm not trying to make a joke. This is just a genuine hope yeah. of mine. So moving on to the next two more here. The audience of emo music will always be mostly white dudes without any real teeth for confronting oppression of minority groups or economic oppression because these suburban teens go to college and become Martin Shkreli and ignore slash erase any radical message put forth by an artist. Oh, jeez. That's take a really sick. loaded take. This, yeah. This, this take sick. is academic. Yeah. 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 Um... But I think it is becoming less true. I do think emo yeah. is slowly but surely becoming more diverse. Yeah, it um, is. I, I agree. I think I kind of agree with the take, but I also agree with you that it's becoming better. I think like there's like a lot of fake social justice coming up with it, but now I think oh, some of it is yeah. like I mean, just like look at the hotel year. Like that's the prime example of like a band that's actually fronted by an anarchist, like living in a co-op and shit. Like I, like that's like extremely radical, but they don't wear that on their sleeves. And I think like that's fucking inspiring. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I definitely don't like seeing people not practice what they preach, though. Yeah, which is yeah. like a thing that I that's definitely happening in the scene right now, constantly. Yeah. What's that fucking awful term that anti-SJWs use? Uh, virtue signaling. I haven't heard that for a while. It's what is that? It's a, what does that even it's fucking a, mean? Pretending to be on board with something for the sake of looking like clout chasing. Yeah, I mean, it's clout chasing, but in a, like a political context. So yeah, like social political context. That's gross I, as fuck. Yeah, but like it's a, it got hijacked by fucking red pill bros. But I do think it's like certainly applicable. So yeah, I just would never ever use like the word virtue signaling. I'd probably say something like performative allyship, because that sounds more woke. And I'm virtue signaling right now. So, <laughs> I really want to focus on like like the the tail end of this take, which which is these suburban teens go to college and become Martin Shkreli and and ignore slash erase any radical message put forth by an artist. Like, how 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 can we better that? part about ignore slash erase any radical message put forth by an artist well let's think about our, what current bands that are popular right now are are sending out like important messages right like what what bands should be bigger i guess is my is my question or their messages should be bigger right um darkle for real lots of like pretty much every screamo band I can think of is like hella anti-capitalist, and they should all be more popular than I they mean, are. There's in Milwaukee. There's like an, an environmental scrams band. 
<laughs> That's thick. That is snag. Check them out, snag from Milwaukee. Are they in? Are they in a hard line? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, is that is 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 that on us? Like, it is on um, us. It's hundred yeah, percent it on us. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to talk about. I think Sammy Heck should be bigger. Definitely. Sammy. Both uh, musically and message-wise. Sammy deserves to be like, fucking, like Nicole Dollenganger level big. Sammy That's deserves true. to be Lana Lana Del Rey big. Yes. I love her. I completely agree. She's done so much for us as people and our band. Like she's one of my best friends. Um, and know. so much for the scene. Yeah, for the scene too. Like she's been doing stuff for the scene for like so long. And yeah, she's like underrated. For Definitely. the amount of stuff she's done. And Deep Twitter, records, st- right? Stop mm-hmm. fucking banning Sammy on Twitter. Fucking stop. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking go ban some goddamn conservative motherfucker talking about some. I don't. Just stop fucking banning Sammy for saying to kill turfs. Like, <laughs> that's a valid argument. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing is, like, a lot of emo bands um, kind of. I feel like a lot of the bands that were like talking about important things were talking about like mental health and uh, the people who were talking about mental health, we got dealt a big blow by, by them. Um, I'm speaking specifically about Cam from Sorority Noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's hard when, when fucking somebody you look up to like that spreading an important message turns around and like, oh, that's not like the person I thought you were. Or modern that... baseball broke up, but like have mercy, you know. I think they're pretty big, though. They're pretty big. I don't really uh, keep track of have mercy. I know they're in that that like soft pop punk group, like you know, big band thing. I don't know. I think the most discouraging thing is when a band gets big enough that once somebody gets called out for something like that, a lot of people just don't care. That kind of it feels like that kind of happened with the uh, the jank thing, like the Lou Diamond thing. Mm-hmm. Like That's if you look at like you look at their their Spotify, like Lou uploaded all his stuff back to Spotify. Like you can look at it. Um, and aren't they back... like over a million plays now? All yeah, like, like all over yeah. again, and like hundreds of thousands of of uh, listeners, and like it's just like what. Like if sometimes it feels like all of that shit we went through was like all for nothing, and like there are still people like actively, um, like keeping like somebody has like some YouTube channel like where they like compile all of their music so like it literally can't be erased. Like it kind of makes me like jaded about DIY. Like after the Lou Diamond thing, like I it, I haven't felt as strongly about any certain band just because like unless they're like my my close friend. Like I, I'm like afraid to start like loving a band the way that I fanboyed over the jank for so long. Anyway, we should probably hop on the next hot take. Yeah, this, yeah, is the this final. got very sad. This is the <laughs> final hot take, and it's not much of a take at all. It's more of mom jeans could be industry plants with how perfectly they're marked. They're marketed towards sad seventeen-year-olds, weed smokers, and that's a compliment, not an insult. I know that they're not. Like, like it's a it's a good conspiracy theory to get yourself worked up over, but um, 
there's just simply no way that's true they're not an industry plant but it's if they were industry plants they definitely would not have uh started out by releasing mob mobo ripoffs yeah. yeah yeah and they they wouldn't have gotten so worked up over the sparkle punk label yeah because they would have been professional about it if they were industry plants yeah but there are also... some people like in this scene like i've seen some people like some bands that have come up like without naming anybody that i'm like where did you come from <laughs> like like i i look at uh, like one band and then i turn around they're fucking huge and i'm like uh okay or like they they make a certain move that's like I mean we like how did you get that we got fucking yeah got, that's why I'm not saying anything about anybody like called out for that I think really what this is saying is that Mom Jeans's marketing is very very good which is true yeah but their mom but their marketing is fucking pot leaves yeah yeah but here's it's the like thing is marketing like they... is having fucking Bob Marley tie dye shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but think about how fucking popular Mar Bob Marley tie dye shirts are, Kyle. True. Actually, I think there's gonna be a market for that shit. I think the culture around mom jeans, like the sheer amount of like fifteen to seventeen year olds who are like, as we've mentioned many times before, that like they think weed's a personality trait. It just makes me like want to leave the scene and give up <laughs> i find that frustrating as someone who doesn't use weed <laughs> that like yeah i hate i hate weed it like yes, makes yeah. them more weed interesting sucks, because they smoke weed would would we be like as accepting of these bands if they were like if they were coke pop bands or oxy pop bands instead of weed pop no i don't do no. drugs <laughs> no we would not like it's, I mean, it's I, kind of I feel like people would, people are going to argue with me and say that I'm, like, drawing a false equivalence. But, like, well, you, I just think that using a substance shouldn't be a personality trait. Like, no. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that, to a point, like, that makes up for something that someone would think they're missing? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. That's, like, the scary thing to me. Like, that's what I, I think... would, like, take an issue with is, like... Mm -hmm. If like your band sucks, but you say enough stupid things on the internet that people think that you're good. And the worst part to me is that since even in the tick they said it's directed towards like seventeen year olds and pushing any kind of a substance to underage people is just whack. Okay, you fucking narc. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I I just um Maybe it's because of my, like, horrendously bad experiences with weed, but, like, anything relating weed, it's just, it's a, it doesn't, like, I don't like and it. that's why I say that. Yeah. Like, um, you know, if, I don't want to get into my whole backstory here, but, like, I think weed is just, like, there's no reason for it to be, like, such a, like, Quote a center. Unquote, cool thing. Cool yeah. thing, but it's also, like, the center of, like a mutual like everybody fucking it seems like everybody smokes and everybody gets along because they smoke like like in in fucking like weed emo it's like people feel connected to it because they also smoke weed but on the inverse it's like it's a very disconnecting experience from the music when you're like well i can kind of relate to what's happening in this song but I, I don't smoke weed so i can't really know it's sort of like alienating that it's becoming like the cool thing mm -hmm. to do right right 
and it's it's you know people are going to do it like people have been smoking weed forever and it's 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 only going to i think it's becoming more accepted and i think it should be like i don't know be like for like medical like there are definitely medical benefits of it but um like to compare it to, sorry go ahead to sorry. compare it to like drinking like people don't talk about drinking nearly as much as they talk about smoking weed now uh, I think they do in their early 20s. It was like, right. it For went sure. from like two beers in, free throw, to the now that's what I call 420 split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I wouldn't, this is going to sound very like Revelation Records of me, but like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm glad you like that, Kyle. Um, but like, I wouldn't have as much of an issue with it if it didn't feel like, with so many of these people that like weed is like a prerequisite for being friends or hanging out. Like I feel like less welcome if I don't want to partake. Yeah. You know, like I definitely feel that. Yeah. It's not a hangout sesh. It's a smoke sesh. Like Mm -hmm. that feels very like off putting to me. Yeah. Even in my own friend group, it's like they're like, there can be some people who just like, they, all they want to do is smoke weed. And then like, Mm -hmm. if you don't want to smoke weed, then they just fucking, you're not included. Like, yeah, and yeah. like after there was a point, there was a couple months where whenever they were like, "All right, let's go smoke," me and Claudia were like, "All right, we're gonna go home." Yeah, and it's just like it's it's very like it, it hit sucked. or miss. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like normalizing weed, um, like it, it should be decriminalized. Like I don't think anybody should be in fucking jail over weed. Like that's just dumb. Like and it it just contributes to the fucking um, like police taking advantage of, um, you know. I mean, no. weed is the number one reason that people of color are imprisoned at such yeah. a high exactly. rate in this country. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why it should be decriminalized, but I don't think it should be, like, held so fucking high uh, in our society. High, uh, fucking high pun. This shouldn't become the Doug Benson podcast. I think we should. Uh... <laughs> people, like, when I listen to bands that talk so much about drinking or smoking weed, I feel like I would rather listen to Alice in Chains or Little Peep because at least they're straight up about the fact that they're fucking addicts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Little Peep slaps. Yeah. I love Little Peep. And I love Alice in Chains. That's what I was saying. Is that it? Is that our... <laughs> Is that are we really going like, to end there? Is that all she wrote? <laughs> Nobody wins in Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. It turns into the family royal rumble. <laughs> turns into group therapy. It really did that. Um, I, I, want to I, to the I figured second. we could just end it, you know, uh, talking about one year of the E-word. Ellie, did you actually think that we would make it one year with the E-word? Part of me thought that it was going to peter out after like four episodes. And then the other part of me was like, well, 10 years from now when we're the most popular podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like there's always been that like conflicting cognitive dissonance in my head about about the E word, but like it still feels very very surreal to see us at this point because the podcast has grown a lot and the way we talk about things has evolved a lot. Yeah. Um, even though the format of the podcast has essentially stayed exactly the same, the I don't know. I'm formula. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think we like honed in on something and we're like perfecting it. And I'm really happy with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't doubt that we would make it a year, 
I think like and I, I I also don't think we really had like growing pains either I think we just figured it out pretty quickly like what like works um but I, th- I, I, th- I think whatever I think like the hardest thing and it just it's just how it is for podcasts is like getting people that actually tune in and stuff um because you could be I funny think... as fuck on Twitter but no one watches your fucking stand-up you know stuff I like mean that. to to a certain degree I do think that we are a Twitter feed with a podcast yeah unfortunately like people definitely like engage with our Twitter to a hot like with a higher rate than they engage with the podcast mm-hmm. um, that's real but uh, when do you when would you say is the moment like it clicked when my you... episode <laughs> yeah which what well what do you mean by clicked like where we like figured it out <laughs> where the growing pain stopped <laughs> I mean I, I think it was like somewhere yeah I think it was the Claudio episode for, yeah. from a completely non-biased point of view I think the one where I was in it was the best one <laughs> <laughs> I think I the mean, most I listenable do... one is 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 honestly the Eward freshman class. I think that one. That's what I was gonna say. I really liked that. It's the only one. one yeah, you that was really to. cool. Yeah, but I really liked it. <laughs> That's the only episode he listened to, and he's been begging to get on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've done zero fucking research. And and he wanted he wanted to do it without me too. He wanted his own spotlight. <laughs> When I when I told him that we were gonna do it as a band, he was like, "No, no, I'm going first. I'm I'm just gonna go. I'm just me." <laughs> Liam, no offense, but this episode would have been terrible if it was just. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no. No, I Liam... actually I love Liam so much. <laughs> Liam is the comedic support <laughs> when things get serious. For real, like I joked earlier that I didn't look at your Twitter, but your Twitter is like funny as fuck you deserve that one time you got like thirteen thousand retweets was, or whatever I was just gonna say like liam probably has the most viral tweet of anyone on the, that's been on the podcast right yeah even more than tom mullen fuck that's my tom mullen. <laughs> <laughs> that's the episode title <laughs> Um, I don't know. I still, I, th- I still think it should be. Uh, you can cut that, Kyle. I think you can cut your face, Claudio. You can cut your <laughs> arms off. <laughs> <laughs> the Tom Mullen episode is definitely my favorite, though. What? Like, wow, I see how it is. Yeah, I mean, Claudio, you're like literally number two. Like, it's very close. But like, I think the Tom Mullen episode is just like our our epic. <laughs> <laughs> It's like so long, but I think like I think like it's our most underrated episode for sure too. Um, I'm also a real big fan of the first episode we did just by ourselves. We were talking <laughs> the Hobo Johnson one. Um, I really love the Screamo episode. The Screamo um, episode is like an artifact. Like I like I think like that's something that like can be brought to someone to be like i i don't know screamo and like that is like a very cohesive guide for sure you're welcome uh <laughs> right i mean but all hey I, I i think i brought a lot to that table because i was like 
get me into Screamo this way, this way, this way. No, I I think that episode worked really well too, also because of Lauren, um, being like real good support. I think my favorite moment overall is the time like a fucking ice cream chuck just rolled For through. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've been not listening, and I heard ice cream chuck, and the only thing I thought of was the uh, SpongeBob episode where he's like, "I want an ice cream chuck to fall on me." And then it did. Wasn't the ice cream truck in the freshman class episode? Yes. Yeah. Sick. Um, and my favorite meme is uh, like people who listen to our podcast and engage with it. Some of them have like just like restructured their screen names to be like Yerb. song names, but with Yerb slapped in them. That. Oh, jeez. That's, that's sick. And then, you know, and then I Shannon... really like Yerb. Shannon. Oh, uh, the, the Shannon episode's no, great. No, the, yeah. uh, Shannon from Wake With Someone Bed shot going to Europe before they played at Fest. That's sick. And they played <laughs> I, I low-key heard Fest was a nightmare. Really? People made it yeah. out to be like it was the greatest time in the from a non From a non-clout-chasing perspective, it was a nightmare. <laughs> from oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard the same things. I like your... I wish they they didn't stop selling it at my local Seven Eleven. Yeah, they only sell it in like bars here. That's weird. Yeah. Actually, you know what I think might be my favorite episode. Now that I like legit sit down and think about it. What? The heavy snack. The heavy snacking collab. That was a fun one to record. That was really fun. I would just want to be like best friends with Alex so bad. Um... Is there? Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, but I do have to get going soon. Um, so I don't know. Just I and my like... phone's at two percent. So yeah, uh, my phone's at so one hundred percent. I just want to say thank you to everyone that's like been a day one, and everyone that is finding out about the podcast recently and spreading the word, <laughs> spreading the e word, spreading the yerb. Thank you so much for having us, by the way. This was so cool. I'm glad to be... Thanks for... Am I the first having... comeback? No, no, Matt no. is. Matt, Matt oh, okay. was the first. Okay. Well, Dang. thank you for, for having me back. And uh, I hope I get to do it again soon. Thanks for having me, finally, and dealing with my actual shy, stupid jokes. Liam, I love you. Yeah, you, you uh, contributed... As much as all of us did to this one. Yeah. Even though I'm a... (laughs) (laughs) A beautiful, beautiful... Okay. Thank you all for listening. Uh, If you don't know where to follow us, it's the E-Word Podcast on Twitter, and you can find everything from there. Uh, Commander Salamander, thank you for coming on the podcast. Ellie, thanks for doing this for 20 episodes. I I hope I do. We'll see you next, guys, in the next video. (laughs) (laughs) Like and subscribe. Uh, Turn on the bell notification icon to get bell notification icons. Yeah. <laughs> no, like honestly, this podcast has been like a very real source of like stability and something to look forward to in my life. And yeah, I don't, I don't think that like I would have, I, I like, I genuinely think that, like this podcast is like such a source of catharsis for me, um, mm. and it's so much fun even when we're talking about difficult shit to like just sit down and 
and hash it out. So like, thank you, Kyle, for pitching it to us and also for like allowing me to institute myself.